welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 27, and this week we'll be reviewing Relic and First Cow. Yay. And it's been a couple weeks. So it feels... And it feels longer for some reason. I don't know if it it's... It felt like well, it's been a long time. Maybe I think it's, it's because work, I didn't watch as many movies and I've been so busy. Yeah. So Vacation. Busy. So hey. yeah, we were... Uh, we took a little... Haters. Family vacay to uh, Sheboygan, Michigan. Way up close to Mackinac. For those that don't know. Mackinac, if you're looking it up. <laughs> yep. Had lots of suds. No cinema. So, <laughs> all sides, no cinema. All sides, no cinema. So yeah, it was good. It was good to get away, and now we're back. Better than ever. Well, debatably, no, debatable, probably worse, way worse. <laughs> Spiraling. Yeah. You want to get into it? Are we ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's dive right in. This uh, was Josh's pick. Oh, beer. Yeah, for beer. What it is was. our burr today? I have to pull this up. So, while whilst up north <laughs> on the way to Mackinac City, Jacob handed me a sticker. I did. From the brewery that were featured. I never heard of them. And there's a reason for that. They were, it used to be Different called Polluted Brewing. Remember, we were trying to look it and up. I did, look, and I was right. It was Polluted. Polluted. But it, it's this Moth Fire. So, Moth Fire is the name of the brewery. It's in Ann Arbor. I know Why did they change their name? I don't. I think it has new owners. Yeah, I, I think, think it's that was the, yeah. Like they took over the brewery from other people, and then they had the name for a bit, and they were running it. But then they decided to change it to their own, and right. that's how this came so, to be. We have Mothfire Brewing. This is called Experimental Release, and the lady told us that they're doing. They're releasing a new one every Friday. Got it right here. It is on here. Yep. Cool. Zero zero two. So every Friday, the, give the full name experimental release 002. Oh, so I'm DIPA. assuming 002 means their second beer they brewed or their uh, second experimental release. Yeah. Cause there's one. Cause there wouldn't be MIP. They are Wait, a M-I-P-A. Michigan IPA. Oh really? Michigan IPA. They are a nano brewery. Yeah. Super small. They only make, they said a hundred cans. So every week they, they're supposed to release one every Friday. That means these are probably all so, handwritten, like hand labeled. Yeah, like. Oh yeah. But oh also, yeah, this, I bought this, this can. At, it's like a generic steel can, and this is stuck uh, yeah. stick around there. I got this the day that they released it, so it's fresh. Ooh. They canned it. Beautiful. They said they canned it uh, like hours before, it's or good two days first before. Nano Brewery beer. Also, this would be my second fact. by them. Actually, you've had another one. Yeah. Oh, what was it? That's where I phrase. No, it was uh, it wasn't experimental. I think. Yeah, but it was some blueberry thing. I don't know. I can't even see it. They didn't even have. They only had like three beers. Um, I definitely had one. I think you're lying. I'm not. Anyway. So yeah, blaze. Yeah, blaze. Blaze. Oh, so it must have been blueberry, phrase. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Anyway, sure, so that. they said this is uh, Michigan hops, I believe, Ooh. and Michi- all Michigan malt. So, so what it, kind of flavor does a Michigan hop impart? I mean, most hops you've ever you've had in Michigan are all Michigan hops. Oh, Empire Michigan has like a huge 
hop farm called Empire Hop Farms. Well, there you go. So it's going to taste like every other. Two hundred uses one hundred percent Michigan Centennial. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need. it. What I want is to sit with like a beer that's like one hundred percent Centennial. Like yeah, so you hundred percent. That's I what I was to, just thinking. I was like, yeah. I want to develop a palate, a, a hop right? palate, be able to tell the difference so between hops. I'm, that is, I'm kind of good at that. Cause yeah. I can, I just didn't, I never like looked at it and been like, okay, this like you can have Centennial IPA and that, I think that's all Centennial. Yeah. So is, but it's always two hearted. Right. Two so it's a multi Centennial. It's like a multi hop. Well, no. See, <laughs> so I need to actually have Centennial together. are very high in bittering acids. So you have things called alpha acids and Centennial is actually on the high side. See. Usually like thirteen to sixteen. Magnum it, is like way the fuck. I up. think it what Amarillo, Amarillo. That's really I'm, mild. Yeah, exactly. That one. Is That's that like the one of lemon. Alaskan white IPA. I think it's called Icy Bay. Icy Bay IPA. One of the ones that they have. It's like super mild. I'm not a big fan of whatever. That Amarillo hot. has super like lemon zest. I need That's see. I, I need. I want to try Sim, them all. Simcoe separately. is like mango pineapple-y. Hmm. I need to try them. Cash yeah, like when I was on this, like I want to be as good as this guy. A little bit of hop clash here, in my opinion. Good but weird. <laughs> like hop clash. How the yeah, how the can you even tell. tell that? The only way to train your palate is you have to have single like <laughs> right. Hop well, you have beers, like, so you know the different. You have taste. your three different hop profiles in a beer. You have your nose, which yeah. is all aromatic bitterness, which is added post. So you like you add it after your your beer's already like fermenting so it just sits on top and that's just aromatic so it that's what gives you the smell the note yeah the floral then you have your first then you have your the body hops which is like your drinking hops and then you have the residual that's Mm -hmm. the aftertaste that's the stuff that if it sticks to your tongue you're like you get hot mouth but like i know when something's like happy or not happy well yeah and that's it (laughs) i want to know i'm like they must have used Centennial hops in this. <laughs> I can I'm, I can sometimes bit of, bit get of really hop well. Clash here. Yeah, I, there was like one time I was. Mm, they went a little bit heavy. On I the tried it and I was like, "There's something weird about this, this one." <laughs> There's something weird about this, and I don't. Re- I'm not a big fan of Simcoe. And I tried this beer. And I'm like, I don't really even like this. wet hop and dry hop. Like, wet hop just means it's fresh. I like wet hop, like any of the harvest ale. So they don't pelletize it. Yeah, I like those. They're super yeah. like earthy, like piney. Almost. Yeah, they're they're a real bit of hoodoo. Yeah, hoodoo I like from North. I like those. Well, let's cool. try it. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you want to read the description? It's very oh. short. Very short description. Oh, Huel, yeah. Huel. Oh yeah, Huel, Huel melon. melon and Galaxy Tropical Bomb. That's all it says. So Huel <laughs> Melon is a is type a of melon malt. I want to say. Oh, <laughs> but it gives you melon like honeydew flavors. So that's why I was like kind of interested in this. I think it's gonna be really good because it's a. I think it's DDH, so double dry hop too. But plus, love the nano brewery. Yeah, it says double IPA, but it uh, on the uh, does it say the, DDH? No, well, on the, does it say on the technical like the full um, style? It says double. That's a New England, also New England IPA. So oh. DDH, yeah. Well, you said it. They used yeah. That's right. the tropical bomb part. Hmm. Wow, that nose is that nose instant. Is yeah, instant. You can tell it's fresh. Yeah, this beer's like three days old, four days old. Yum, Yum. my style for sure. That's so wow. good. <laughs> That's so good. But it does. 
I love everything. No, there's a, there's something at the end. I, I, I like I, that's what that guy is talking about. It's like washes over your tongue. No, it's like I like it. I don't know. It's not bad, but it's like a little maybe astringent. Nope. This is it's really Oh, good. wait, wait. <laughs> no. Nope. The body hops? Is that what you're talking about? No, the lingering. residual. Oh, see, I don't I don't Residuals, fun. I don't have like an aftertaste. Like if you that breathe through your nose during it, you get a little bit of alcoholness. So like, burp and then blow it out your nose, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you like get like, like that alcohol like astringency, like you were saying. But this, it's really good. I'm not saying super it's bad good. at all. It's I, I like it a lot. Yeah. But I get, I see the taste you're talking about. I'll crush a four pack. Mm-hmm. Be turned too. This is uh, we didn't say eight point seven percent ABV. You know. People are pretty lucky now. When I got into IPAs, that was like a little bit, that's a little difficult at first. Now you can go to like New England's first. Yeah. And it's like a perfect Super, entry point it, yeah. Yeah, into an IPA. Yeah, definitely. So I think, yeah, July 31st was the first check in. So that's how old that beer is. Yep. A couple days. Are they even on here? Yeah. Yeah. They even Just have their. No, no, no. I meant like. I was going to see if I could do location for them because I did oh, pick it like purchase location. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they should be. They have a profile. So they're probably. Now, would this be can or how yeah. should we check it in? No, it definitely can. All right. So I thought. Because it wasn't I didn't see them pour it. Right. So it was already in the can. Okay. Granted, it was in the can for a short amount and of time. Add, but uh, tropical to that list there. They don't have tropical notes. Did you add it? <laughs> yeah. Melon. <laughs> yeah, the only flavor profile they had was hoppy. hoppy. It's like, I'm sure a lot of people don't do, the, don't do the flavor profiles, but... I always Kyle do. with the three and a half on Dragon's Milk? Oof. That's it's it's low. better than that, yeah. That's low. Uh, That's at least in the I've fours. had better it definitely barrel-aged stouts. Like what? KBS, yeah, <laughs> but that's like a five. Yeah, I it's love like Dragon. My, Dragon's Milk is my go-to if I just want that barrel-aged whiskey chocolate. Yeah, maybe and it's a grower, not a shower. And it's so easy to I had like find. One. I had one. So. And it's so consistent. I've got a four-pack. I'll drink three yeah. more. And, and I change love, it. love their new logo for it, too. The new labeling. Yeah. So clean. clean yeah. So clean. Good job, Mothfire. If you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to you, Mothfire. Mothfire. Very good. Yeah. I have to go support it's weird. them. Go back and get some. Do you get, get that like, like film? It's like slimy. The coating. I'm okay with no. that. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like weird. I don't think I've ever had something that's like that. Like it's the hand sanitizer. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It like puts this layer over your tongue and it's like. I don't know. Slimy is like a weird adjective. For, it is though. Like <clears throat> I has a. Like, yeah, I don't thick, feel that though. Like it's viscous. Yeah. It's not. It's like the opposite of that velvety. T- like a velvet t- t- or of, of a dry red. Or CBS. I always. Or KBS. I always get that. It tastes literally like velvet over your tongue. No. <laughs> This it's really good. It's just so it really, weird. It really is good. I wonder if it's. Did you guys see if it's cloudy? I can't. It is. You can look on the pictures. Oh. Oh yeah. It I is. can see on the red mic. Yeah. I went to 
eight different breweries the other day. In one day? In one day. <laughs> Do you have a beer at each one? They're all untapped <laughs> in there. Oh, shit. Where at? You were turned up. Uh, started in Michigan City. Why the hell were you Why were you in Michigan City? Because breweries. Michigan City, go? Indiana? What? What like, brewery? Did uh, you go to so- uh, Tapestry or? Yeah. In Green? Oh, Green, you went to Lake Greenbush? Lake Shore? I went to. Which one did you go to in Michigan City? The lake one on the lake? I went to South Shore and. South Shore? Zorn. That's the name of the fucking thing. Michigan City, Indiana. Yeah. I've never heard of Zorn. I'm there all the time for work. Well, you're missing out. They had, they had this one called Rubus. It tastes very similar oh, you to Rubus. I went flight. to a crack. Look out. I went to a eight. Where, who, why were, you Ghost Isle. Shoreline. Shoreline. What did I say? South Shoreline? Yeah. Was, shoreline. I bet that's what I said. Shoreline. shoreline. I okay. meant Shoreline. Yeah. Some Nug. Yeah. Some Nug's pretty good. That looks awesome. Which one was that? Ghost Style. It was good. Three and a half. Stoner's Paradise. It's pretty good. Ugh. <laughs> what? You got the bottom of the no, fucking that's a, keg. For it's that a kvass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was delicious. I've never had that style. We just brought. It was my first that. time having that style. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. We were looking up sort oh, by styles, yeah. and there was zeros next to it, and like I want to try all these oh, styles. I had kvass. <laughs> we had that. I'd say I had Kyle a kvass. Yeah. First time. Was it good? Yeah. It yeah, was, it was delicious. Looks like fucking. Oh yeah, we went to. A it looks like, it's not um, filtered um, or anything. Yeah, it's not like filtered or anything. So no, it means leaven. So it means like bread. Yeah, it was great. We went to a new brewery in uh, Mackinac. Oh yeah, Great Turtle. Don't oh, go there. Ugh. Beer. <laughs> Do not go there. Par Mackinac. Food sucks. Par? I would say that subpar. Was par. Yeah, it was okay, and the that stout was wasn't the bad. stout was par. It was fine. Uh, it was at par. Like a s- sessions are bad anyway, so like yeah. if it's average, it's par. True. Okay. So I had two of them. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure since we have probably a good hand handful of Michigan listeners, if you go to Mackinac Island, don't go to Great Turtle Brewery. And their food, or go there and try it for yourself. Their but food don't, doesn't don't have high expectations. Their food was bad too. Oh my god. Hey, the po- the second poutine was good. I had, yeah, your I second poutine, but my first burger. pizza was not good. I asked for black and blue. He handed me and said black and blue, and I had the exact same burger. As our sister, <laughs> and she did not have a black and blue. My my pizza looked like it was under heat lamps and the then, whole time because the cheese was like burnt on the ed- like the oh, edges, like yeah. it wasn't like melted. It yeah, was like burnt and dry. <laughs> like I'm like I've honestly made pizza better than that many times. Yeah. Flatbread pizza from HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! Uh, Shout out to HelloFresh. If all from, right, are we ready? If you want to sponsor? That was a long. That was a long suds. Are ready to get into this? What do you want to start with? Relic or first cow? Definitely not first. Well, what do you guys? Okay, want to then start? that would be relic. <laughs> There's only well, two options. Well, to I don't. Definitely I'm not first cow, but uh, I'm just I'm one thinking. vote in a democracy here. I I'm say fine with whatever. Relic is fine. I really liked first cow, so I have more to say about it. So okay, great. Relic, it is. Relic, right. it is. Relic, we all had exactly the same. Like all right, uh, we. <laughs> We watched Relic, the new horror film. Uh, this is directed by Natalie Erica James, uh, written by Natalie Erica James and Christian White. And it stars Emily Mortimer, Robin Nevin, and Bella Heathcote. Plot synopsis reads, A daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. Well, Let's take a listen like- to a clip. 
When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Gran? Mum? Called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. All right, what'd you guys think of Relic? I liked it. <laughs> the end. Jacob's favorite thing to say. I liked it. <laughs> and that's it. No. Um. Just general thoughts, though, so don't don't yeah, go too deep into your notes there. I I don't think it was like breaking a ton of new ground or anything with horror. No, it was, but everything that was in there was done pretty well. It was, it had the very cliche start, the very like cliche turn, cliche start. Okay, go yeah, keep going, just keep I going. mean like it was like a keep slow going. build with like I don't know. It felt like I wasn't surprised with anything. I. Throughout the whole thing, I wasn't really surprised. The only thing I really liked, though, is they never tried to do jump scares, which I hate mm-hmm. in movies. Mm-hmm. And it's more of an I uneasiness. Don't remember really any jump scares? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think there were any jump scares, and I love that. So it creates that more of like like a slow uneasiness feeling that. It's just so much more effective, like nightmarish to me in the end. It's not like in your nightmares, you have people just, (laughs) you know, it's like this slow sense of dread that just permeates throughout the movie. And yeah, it was obvious in what it was trying to portray and everything, but it was still done well. Just nothing insane, I guess. And that's basically all I got to say about that. Yeah, I thought I thought the same, but. I think there's some really awesome editing. Like there was some cool like sequences or scenes like that, that were that hallway really cool. part. Are you talking about like just a couple? I don't, I mean, there's a I couple scenes I'll get, I'll get into later, but there was some cool shots and it felt very like indie. If that makes sense. Like it felt every bit of like an indie film. Yeah, pretty much all took place in one thing, like yeah. one house, one area. But mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't break anything. But I did, I did think that it was an elevated horror because of the the like psychological elements that were involved. And like, this is another movie that's similar in a, in the vein of like Babadook, where is it is tense and there is no jump scares, and you like. I was like sitting back. There was some points where I'm like leaning back, like, "Oh, is it gonna? What's gonna? Is something gonna pop out?" And it never did. And I was like, "Uh, like." But yeah, yeah. There was a good choice to not to not jump when you need it. Like or, it was just a like just. Well, like they didn't jump the shark. Well, they kind of did in a small way, but uh, we'll get into it. Um, I really liked it. I didn't love it. I wanted to. Uh, I do think it's elevated horror also. Yeah, just not just not enough. And then there's one act that kind of brings it down, and I'm sure you'll know. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I love the most was a lot of, uh, for horror, like, I'm not looking for, like, grand, you know, landscape shots or anything like that. It's more interesting shots and how, Josh, you know, you should know what I'm going to say. 
what how they how they show give you glimpses of you know uh that uneasiness or that i don't want to say well it's in the plot synopsis the the manifestation of dementia okay there's a like just a black uh silhouette that is the manifestation and how they um how they show you that is what i'm talking about you know how we're always talking about like in horror the creepiest shot is like a uh, shot that looks normal but it my fucking thank you i'll say you should know oh shit to the shadow at the end of the hallway yeah it's I just like there the so it's like a shot that looks normal and there's like there's nothing you know it's just it's just there like somewhere the small and you kind of have to like pick it out yeah those are like the best shots and they line. do that a few times in this movie really well yeah so when it comes I to cinematography that. for horror that's like yeah. what i look for it was really even just cinematography in general it was i thought it was really well done no yeah and um the uh like the use of like some lighting and stuff like lighting choices the beginning which is what i was asking like when you said cliched uh opening yeah. Oh, I didn't I mean the literal it. opening. I mean like yeah. the first act. Oh, okay. I'm talking yeah. about just the opening like no, scene. The opening scene was great. I love yeah. that scene with the Christmas lights flashing. Yeah. Oh, that oh was no, awesome. that was beautiful. Yeah. No, I meant not the literal title screen opening. That was I loved that, like the cinematography. I just meant the storyline of it was the typical like build up. Oh, we're going to see Grandma in this faraway place. Like, yeah you know yeah isolated from everyone it wasn't done different yeah but yeah no the scene that the whole title i finally felt like how you feel with opening scenes like that where it's just like yeah i really like that yeah so yeah i love that i thought um all the acting was was pretty good especially the especially the grandma or the mom and the grandma i guess both to them because she does you know make that flip and it's not like corny or over the top. It's very, um, she like, she seems genuine at one point and then kind of flips the switch at another, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the only other thing as far as general thoughts is the effects. Just a little bit questionable at some parts. Yeah. But still, like for the most part not distractingly yeah not distracting yeah Yeah. just like very very small nitpick uh yeah that's general thoughts i don't i mean the plot synopsis kind of spoils it a little bit there is the ending there's the final act though that we can get into which is actually a big part of what i want to talk about so if you're interested in seeing relic pause it here or skip ahead and we'll get into some spoilers but just like more detailed x reviews what do you what are you saying? Well, if you want to, I'm in. interested in seeing what the act you disliked. But obviously, this whole thing is about dementia. So mm-hmm. I thought there were so many ways that they kind of alluded to dementia. And sorry, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, Actually, you guys want to start because <laughs> you've seen it much more recently. Let's go with that. Sure. Uh, just, okay. So there's, like you said, the whole thing is about dementia. There's the physical manifestation, which is like the black silhouette, which I loved. And then there's also the decomposing of the house, I guess, yeah. which I didn't understand okay. or love as much. So what I thought that was is like, 
So I thought that was kind of her representation of dementia as in the grandma. What I don't remember her name. Like she, that's her. Uh, that's like her not remembering things. Like because yeah. the things you lose first are the most recent things and it kind of goes from there so it's like she just like losing the house is breaking down because she's losing that over time okay yeah yeah that that you know yeah so it's sense. like her home is crumbling as her memories are crumbling right so that also leads though to the, the scene or the act that i didn't care for which was obviously towards the end she goes into Bella Heathcote. What's her? What's the granddaughter's character's name? Uh, yes. Anyway, she goes into the closet. Yeah. And goes like deep into the house, and it becomes just this maze. maze and twisted. Which was there was some cool like effects and scenes and uh, like shots in there, but not like that was where it just kind of turned into this more of like haunted house thing where the grandma kind of took on this. Almost, she became the manifestation instead of like the silhouette and was chasing them the way i took that was like <laughs> so the house become a maze again is like dementia it's you can get lost but in to your her, own home to the grand right but the what i thought that was trying to allude to is the component like how like dementia doesn't usually affect the person who has it as much as it affects the people around them so yeah, they are forgetful, right? So if they forget who you are, forget something or accidentally run into a wall or something, they forgot Oh, they even did that already. But the people around them, their family and loved ones who are like, hey, dad, it's like, who are you? You know, it really affects them. So I thought that was literally dementia. Now, first, it was just affecting the grandma, you know, now as it's progressing, it's starting to affect the family. And that's how they got dragged into it. Okay, I might be able to get on board with that. Yeah. I might need to rewatch, like, cause yeah, I was that was the part that I didn't like. So if there is a good explanation for that, and I can rewatch that and see it for myself, I think this could go up for me. Yeah, I have quite a few dementia patients, and I've yeah. seen like the effect it can have on their families. Like, they I was just think, I was just talking about the house and... specifically and that act where like it turns into more of like generic horror. I want to say. I mean, it was still yeah. done well, and if it has a meaning. And that's yeah. great, but I, you know, need to be able to see that myself and say, okay, this is what they're going for. Yeah. For me, it was kind of the, that actually hurt it a little bit also though, because I thought it was too much like on the nose. Heavy handed. Yeah. Like, like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, dementia affects a lot of people. And I already saw that with like the house. I already saw that with her, like the ring. But there really example. was no other layer. Like there was nothing else going on for them to, you know, go off of like, this is pretty much dementia and that's it. There's no like, there's no, there's there's not much layers to this movie. And that's where, that's what hurt me. It was just like, okay, I I get, I already got it. Yeah. It's like, Hey, but this is actually about dementia. Like, Hey, this is about dementia. You know, it was like, there's one thing that's explained now as you, you're the one with dementia patients. And I looked this up, but the ending scene after that part, which I loved. Yeah. I knew you would like the end scene. Oh, Duh, it's amazing. Okay, Come I on. Loved I loved it. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Okay. Well, I... You, <laughs> no, but the, hold oh, on. Okay. After the ending scene, so the ending scene was great, and then after the ending scene, final shot yeah. of the mom slash daughter, mm-hmm. when it shows, spoilers, it shows her having that black spot on her, dementia is 
hardly hereditary. Not always. It's no. very rare. It's pretty rare that it's hereditary. Yeah. So why would it transfer to her? Like, it, it could be that chance, but it's pretty rare. So I don't know what is the film trying to say that it's going like it's this is a hereditary thing. Yeah. It's rare, but it's rare that it is. So why? Well, it's while it's maybe rare that it's hereditary, still most people get it. Like most As people age, eventually. But she is not can you at get, her mother's can age. You get no, but like maybe that's just showing like because it was tiny. Right. So it's like, yeah, just like, start oh, or, this or, is the start. Like now this could happen to her one day. I, I like, yeah, I love the whole scene because it's like, despite all this torture and stuff they put you through, you still take care of them, right? Oh, yeah, they go back. Mom, she says, I have to go back. Yeah. That was. It's like the whole nursing home thing. Like, that's like dementia stuff. Ta- like I said, it takes way more a toll on the family than it does on the person who has it. Yeah. Because they get a little frustrated when they can't remember something, but the family has to deal with this person who keeps forgetting stuff every three seconds. And yeah, they oh, did do a pretty good job, like, of showing that and that the mother and daughter are butting heads against, you know, what to do. And then the, you know, the grant, she's saying, okay, you know, come live here and I'll take care of you. And then she agrees to it and then she forgets it. And then she's like, Oh, this is actually what it's like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just do a good job of showing this. Yeah. Like it is really good at like a description of how dementia can have an effect, but it just keeps doing that. <laughs> like it's kind of one note, I guess in that way, which isn't, bad but just felt heavy handed yeah in the end yeah i i felt like some like what kyle was saying about that act i think before that you know kind of adding up leading up to that started kind of getting too generic because she like is like stabbing her chest with a knife and i'm like i was trying to understand why what that had to do with anything yeah yeah, it did. Like she was just sitting there stabbing her chest, and you're like, Why? "Yeah, like what is it that? Takes that? What turn is that generic? Doing? Like that's like the point where it's like, okay." And then she gets all into. twisted and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was just like a little bit much, but I get where they were going for. And this this movie was very very close for me to give it a higher score. It was very close. There yeah, was just not. An, it was just I not think it could go up enough. Maybe it is. Maybe I can rewatch it and get more, but. It just, it was like, it was like right there. I think I'm pretty, I think I gave it a like with it too, but. I think I'm pretty sad on mine. Yeah. Um, I gave it a higher score than I wanted to. <clears throat> I think, and this is, we're all the same, which is pretty rare. But anyway. Is this the first are, time? No. I don't think so, but. Can't, I, I, that's what I was trying to remember. I was like. Can't be many times. No. Um, some things that I really, really liked. Suspiria. Hmm. Yeah. That was a feature though. Um, some things I really liked. They do uh they do like a flash forward in time from the opening scene, but they don't say they don't put the title card one year later. It's just Thank like God. through dialogue. It just lets you <laughs> figure God. it yeah. out on your own, like we can figure it out on our own, you yeah. know. Wait, Grudge did that. <laughs> don't ever talk about that abomination. Uh the scene where she the grandmother kind of wanders downstairs and then uh the mom wakes up and follows her downstairs and it looks like she's looking one way and then it like oh flips yeah and she's like all of a sudden the other way i was like oh shit. i thought she was walking away and she <laughs> yeah was she's actually backward. yeah <laughs> and she, mo- she moves her hair and she it's her, her face in way. yeah oh dope. yeah 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 uh obviously the sh- the minimal shots of the presence you know where it's like 
hidden and you kind of have to like you just notice it and it's right there maybe that's also like a symbol too because sometimes it creeps up on you well that's so that's what they were what i got it was like her at the end was just succumbing to dementia yeah exactly because at first it's just a little forgetfulness here and there you know it doesn't seem anything it's that shadow in the room right it's just a little thing it's this oh yeah haha i forgot what i came to the store for you know and then it just right. crescendos into something and the more you more. see that you start seeing that thing more more and more mm-hmm. and that's just the overwhelming of like dementia finally just got her i wonder if the director had to deal with this she well, seems to understand it pretty well that uh that scene also leads right to like one of my favorite scenes the under the bed scene where she asked her to check for yeah. that was great the yeah that was like one of my you favorite see scenes. it like breathing a little bit yeah oh, i love that yeah <laughs> yeah because it's so dark you can, like barely see it. it's oh, perfect the, sus- the tension building yeah yeah it was perfect and then really they don't good. do you know no jump scare or, or relief of Thank that tension it's God. just how do people not realize that by now <laughs> that people don't just want jump scares I mean, I mean it's people crazy, who people actually do want. Okay, get, well, here's okay. the thing. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it. So, this movie, yeah, very high critic rating, right? Not as high user rating. If you go to a generic horror movie, that's probably flipped. The critic rating is probably very low. The user rating is a little bit higher. Something like I don't know, like a newer Halloween remake or something. Yeah, I guess I got. And it, people want to when they see the tag the horror. New Halloween remake was they new. want when they see the tag horror. They want stupid horror. They want jump scares. They want all that bullshit. They don't. If an average person saw this movie, they'd say it's boring, it's artsy fartsy, it's tedious, like all those things. But we love this and think it's good horror. Because so there's just that disconnect between like a I'm general audience and like critics. Would okay, be like that. I but I gotta think of it. I gotta keep it open and think of it this way. The first like horror movies I were liked were like things that were like those scary quick things. I mean, Grudge, one of my favorite was my favorite horror. Ring, which they still can be done Ring well. Holds up pretty well. They today. still can be done good. They can, but that's like your entry point it's that little adrenaline rush and then eventually you become desensitized that jump scares don't make me jump anymore it's like you know i'm just sitting there okay or the only reason to make you jump is because it's such a loud noise that you're not expecting it's like it wasn't scary it's just such a loud yeah and then you're that fear is gone instantly and maybe when you like when you first starting that little like jolt can let stick with you for a little while longer as opposed to when you've seen like hundreds of horror movies by this point you that doesn't work anymore i want that dread that just oh that heaviness that just sits on you and you're just waiting for the next bad thing to happen that may never like happen but it's just that overwhelming sense of dread and like nightmarish landscape or something like that that just that sticks with me way longer now than a jump scare would but well think about i had to get to that though if it's not like a slasher movie, think uh, about... I never liked slasher movies. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is if it's not, think about how badly they try to go for that PG-13 rating because 13 to 17, a jump scare would scare someone in that age range much more. Or if it's just like a kind of a creepy image or something like that, it'll actually scare them rather than people, older people or people that have seen hundreds of horror movies. They want that kind of, like you're saying, dread. That's much more horrific than 
anything just that jumps out at you. Maybe it's empathy because when you're younger, you have less of it until you get more experiences. And now you can put yourself more in that character's position and like understand how horrifying that situation is versus you just need that something to jump or I mean like action movies, I guess too. That's why they're so popular, right? Yeah. Right. It's just something that's simple and you can see. And, but I don't think jump scares like have a place. So. Uh, I, I think it can. I said they still can be done. They can well. be done well. Like some of the, some great horror movies will have jump scares, but it's just. What like, about Insidious? The first one, uh, the scene, right where at where they're all at the table, and then it just shot. It shoots to Patrick Wilson and the demons right behind him. It's not like a loud noise, but it's just there instantly yeah, and it's out of nowhere. It is a jump scare. But that's what I'm saying though, is it's done well where it's not like a lot, just a loud bang or something like that. There's no build up to it. It's just there and then it's gone. And I mean, I kind of, I guess you could say jump scare. Uh, that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Insidious. The first one was great. Yeah. But I mean, while that is like Conjuring pretty good, scares. I still think like the scene in hereditary where, She's sitting on her bed and she's just in the corner of the room just sitting there for such an uncomfortably long time. Yeah. That was way scarier to me than just seeing that there. It was just like, like something happened, like something happened. It's just like the stress. The ending of anxiety. The ending of the wailing where he goes into the cave. Have you seen the wailing? Yeah. Okay. Where he goes into the cave and it's the, he's just in the cave and he's, you know, it kind of changes to the, to the devil. Yeah, and he's just like talking to him, but it just like is a slow. Yeah, I like I that. Like, That's that like me up. <laughs> that like I just got chills like thinking about those scenes versus yeah. like you know, that's so but much they, more effective. Yeah, they both have their place. I like, guess they do because <laughs> sometimes I just want to watch that. I don't want to just feel here's like depressed the whole time. Here's what doesn't have a place is a jump scare where it's like slowly walking through a house or whatever and it's the music's building or whatever and then like a cat jumps out and that's the wow. jump scare yeah and it's just a loud bang and a cat jumps out I mean, or a cupboard or, or they wa- stupid they walk into like there's no place for that a closet and you're like oh no yeah <laughs> when is like in the grudge when is the <laughs> oh there they are <laughs> so unexpected but yeah. i also think that jumps- i guess it's hard to make them unexpected when you can do that then it's effective, but it's hard to make right. it where you're not just leading up to something that I, I haven't seen uh, l- literally at least a hundred times before, or probably more than that. Honestly. I think that if you didn't have jump scares, movies like this wouldn't be as stressful because you are expecting you're a jump waiting scare for it. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. And if you didn't have that pre feeling of like, Oh shit, is it good? Something going to trip out. Exactly. And that's what I was saying. Maybe like you have to get like you have to you have to watch it's like the gauntlet yeah. you have to go through is yeah. like to get through you have that. To watch your shitty and then case. you get annoyed with that and then then you can start to enjoy that dread and everything. But before that it's just boring. I still like a, a cheesy scary movie every once in a while. I mean I like I've watched a lot of them. I'm less about like the Unless cheesy it's well done. I'm yeah. not watching it. I'm less about I the have. cheesy just jump scare ones, but I'm totally for like the gore porn ones, like Saw and stuff. Oh, I love yeah, Saw. yeah. I love Saws. Love All them. of them. Yeah. I say, they oh, are dumb. But I did do it. I dumb. mean, I when I noticed that the that uh thing was in the back, I I like didn't jump, but yeah. when I noticed it, I was like, "Oh shit." <clears throat> like my heart started pumping because I saw that thing. And I'm like, oh, is it going to move? Like, is it going to run? Is it? 
And it just stood there and scene break, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last the, thing for... Yeah, yeah, I have to say one more thing, too. Okay, last thing for me is just the dream sequences, ha! which I... That's literally what I was really Really liked, but I didn't... There was too many of them? No, there wasn't... That wasn't that many. That was like the so this was like a separate. This was a separate. It was her first home, or was it a house or a cabin? It was where no, it was where it was a a cottage that was on the land they bought, and they put their great grandfather there. Remember the story they told? Yeah. So the grandfather. Yeah, I remember that scene, and then you know the the dead body and all that. I really liked the dream sequences, but I wasn't sure how it was connecting with the rest of the story or what it was trying to say. Maybe just that he had. I mean, like. Is this saying that everybody has dementia? This movie is saying everybody has it. Just all of them. Everybody's going to get it. husband died and she, he didn't have it. Yeah, so the grandfather. The original was the great-grandfather. The one that they locked in the cottage was the great-grandfather. Oh, they locked him in there. Okay. Well, I like they secluded that, him there. So I'm thinking that maybe they're like, sometimes dementia, like people like go away because it's like, like they can't handle that they can't they don't know each other so they kind of like separate from them and i think that that the cottage was like them kind of like dismissing them i like the scenes i'm just if, even if it was mentioned scene. i'm just trying to even remember how it is tied together if i yeah. can't even if i you know was i read paying it, attention the whole time i read it explaining I, I always like movies that when you have to read i read an explaining of them and then you like really read it and you're like oh okay and then yeah. if you were to rewatch, then rewatching, like, oh yeah, up. I mean yeah. that's why I like what we do here, right? <laughs> we get well, yeah, we more explanations from other points of view that I I didn't think about, and then now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I wrote. The that's first a good dr- point. First dream sequence was amazing. I'm all in. Yeah, well, but then good. there was like the the next right after that, it was a huge lull, and that kind of like it was like when they when she went down and talked to the. I thought there was always that, a good well, amount of That was a good pacing, part, but there was like, like one, there was like a 20, 30 minute sequence where I was like, oh, what could like have been that yawning. One? The movie's only was, 90 minutes. Yeah, but there was like a middle section of it. Yeah, for sure. But they always, they always had depictions of like the manifestation. They had, like I said, where grandma flips a switch, like it's not a horror scene, but it's like something that keeps the energy up where she's acting one way, normal, flips a switch, kind of goes crazy or just says she forgets you know i i thought the pacing was another good there's another plus for it because i didn't feel the length obviously no. it's only 90 minutes but i it went really fast for me yeah i yeah. i thought so yeah that was my last thing was that yours the dream you just said? Yeah. Oh, okay. The dream said sequences. The, okay the first dream sequence was amazing yeah but then obviously else. the other ones were too but you good mm-hmm. all right you ready to rate it yeah, I gave it a 3.5. Well, spoiler, so did everybody, because yeah, I said it's all the same. We all got 3.5. Three and a half. So watch the movie, guys. Could go up for me. <laughs> everybody will like this. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to First Cow. So, so this will be fun. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it will be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> First Cow is directed by Kelly Reichardt. It is written by Kelly Reichardt and Jonathan Raymond, who also wrote the book that this is based on, and he did the screenplay. Uh, stars John Magaro, Magaro, uh, Orion Lee, Ewan Bremen, and Toby Jones. 
plot synopsis reads, a skilled cook has traveled west and joined a group of fur trappers in Oregon, though he only finds true connection with a Chinese immigrant also seeking his fortune. Soon the two collaborate on a successful business. Let's take a listen to a clip. She's a very fine cow. What do you guys think of First Cow? So do you want me to start or you want you guys no. want? <laughs> you always start, Jacob. This is routine now. So I loved this movie. And Tell I can me why. explain why. <laughs> There's so many reasons why. So This is general, though. So. This is like a movie that I needed right now, right? So it's like so many dark things that are happening, all this like terribleness. It was so lighthearted, like, but in the best way. Only like this studio could make a movie like this that I actually cared about and was interesting. It was an interesting location that I can't even think of another movie that was in a similar that was like Revenant. Sure. Revenant. That was like <laughs> What do you mean sure? It was like a let's that have, it's a Western wasn't, Frontier like old America. It was very different type of movie though. Yeah. It was less realistic and such. That was more survival. And that was in a tundra. This was in yeah, the West. I mean it was it's the same Any Western that's not old that's not desert desert west. I don't know. Slow that's west. Not like spaghetti. Slow west. Yeah. Ha West. So I loved the area. It was beautiful what they were filming in and everything just came together. The acting was great. The writing I thought was fantastic. The cinematography was beautiful. The and the story, while simple in it like itself, didn't matter. That wasn't the important part at all. The important part was that chemistry that was between the two main characters, which was permeable. I loved it from the only the reason it didn't get like it wasn't like perfection for me was it was it fell a little long and there were some things that I didn't quite get that maybe a rewatch would get get me what okay I don't know what to <laughs> not get um go ahead yeah so I disagree with most of what Jacob just said it's okay I to thought be this wrong. movie was very boring <laughs> That's it fair. Was. I can like totally see. And the I love assessment. like I don't mind a slow like. But what about the technicality though? But like, the just technicality, a, it we'll was okay, it was okay. But it's also uh, whenever okay. you do whenever you do a one by one, I always feel like it makes everything look better. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I just love the one to one ratio. And I thought that I forgot it was even in. I the thought that boxer. a better movie that was a one by one that did a better the lighthouse. No, well, duh. was <laughs> Nightingale? That, you though. cannot do better than that. Though. No, they I thought, thought I thought Nightingale and this pretty much had no effect. Like the lighthouse, I don't know why. It's got to be black and white, and like for some well, just how it looks. Too. Well, yeah, but like a movie like this and Nightingale, I don't understand why you wouldn't shoot widescreen. Why wouldn't you? Well, want to so because Nightingale had to. Tas- Tasmania required her to have a certain size that they couldn't get a big enough camera. So okay. she was forced to shoot in one by okay. well one by one. Lighthouse was intentional. Was intentional. To create that claustrophobic, claustrophobic yeah feeling. But I forgot this movie even was filming. <laughs> Guess it didn't matter. Yeah, I just don't know time. why you're in the you're in Oregon like in this beautiful landscape. Why so that's why yeah. And I thought that Te- Nightingale was better shot than this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought that the the story was too bare to be two hours long, and that's where a lot of it happened. Like, yes, like the like this story, this movie could have been like an hour long, and like they just felt yeah, dragged. Eighty on. to ninety minutes. Easily. Yeah, this should not have been over hour ninety for sure. But I did like the chemistry a lot, but there was some parts that were like. I don't know. I just was bored a lot of the time. I think um, the best part was uh, set design and costume design was amazing. Like their outfits, the way that they, all the props they used, like that was really cool. Like they had that when he had the cinnamon, you know, that like old school grinder, the his oily whisk, cakes, his whisk was just sticks tied the together. Whisk was sticks <laughs> you know, like that. And he used the actual honey dipper. Yeah, yeah, a real honeycomb. That looked like all that, all that stuff was really cool. Like that was, I looked how to make, and that's what the recipe for the oily cakes. I want to make them. It's under. You need like insane amount of lard because they they entirely fried in lard. Yeah, which does not oil. It's melted lard. Yeah, which (laughs) you know it's kind of helpful because I have a ton of manteca. It's easy to get. So what I'm like, how they use the lard then? Were they just scraping it? You just burn it, and when you heat it at a high enough temperature, no, it I know, like but where oil. are they getting the lard from? Fat. Sure. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot easier. I thought they were like just animal yeah. fat. It's because they could oil is hard to get. It's not like the milk, yeah. Or oil. oil, you have to like it's hard to make. I know that's right? what they were saying about the beaver oil. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But, but lard is just animal fat. So, I mean, there's tons of animals. Yeah, but well, I was yeah. Anyway, unrefined animal fat. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. The acting was good. There was some parts that were bad, but all the trappers, <laughs> all all of the the whole trappers, secondary characters yeah. or like or extras, I, I not even extras, but like people with minimal lines, like yeah. But their outfits look great. Yeah, when they would have their like confrontations, I'm like, and oh they were like god. wrestling, like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh my god. Oh, that was like <laughs> in the first ten minutes. It happens yeah, twice but, though in the movie. Yeah, it does happen twice. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on the same page as Josh. Um, this should have been way shorter. It was, and I love slow burn movies, just I like you. The same thing. But there's a difference between like a slow burn and like deliberately slowly paced, and like just a lot of things, a lot of shots and filler shots that like were unnecessary. They were trying to show the landscape so, too much. Yeah, or just like showing uh, when they were in the fort. You know, tons of shots of just like all these people around the fort. And I get what she's trying to show. This is the time. It's kind of shitty. You know, this is brand new land. They're developing this land. So all this stuff. But it's like, holy hell, just back off a little bit. couple shots here and there. I'm good. I got it. I think the problem was, did you see who this movie is edited by? Uh-uh. Kelly yeah. Reichardt. Oh. She's her own editor. So she thinks all these things are necessary when probably not. You can trim the fat a lot here. So some directors are their own editors. It works out great. This is only her second movie, I think, second or third. And I don't think she should edit her own movies because, yeah, there's just a lot of fat to be trimmed here. So It says she's at 10, but... Feature films or... Anyway, I'll keep going. I'll look. I did like the acting a lot. As far as the story, I... 
didn't know much about it. And then in the beginning, I or I've had listened to like one other review, so I knew it was basically about this friendship, right? But the as far as like what you said, the permeability, the movie opens with this proverb, right? Like, oh, friendship, you know, is is key or whatever. Spider to the web, blah blah blah. Yeah, man has, fr- man has friendship, and I didn't feel like there was really like this strong bond that was built. I, the only thing I felt that was keeping them together was this business i thought the movie was more about business and capitalism than anything at one point i, thought, I didn't feel I like it was about gonna, friendship i thought all. they were gonna become lovers. i think you missed it because i literally just felt this was like a slice of life friendship story and i didn't i felt like the business part was completely arbitrary to it they wouldn't they even go, been talking if it wasn't for the business you need to take this line by did you watch the subtitles like every line is like important i thought the dialogue yeah. was dry they com- they literally are like comments on how markets and they're talking about like um one of beaver them. trappings and like basically it's the same thing like you oversaturate the market it's going to lead to a decline that's like they're literally using just like old time you know over hunting and overfishing and over trapping as a as like this analogy for business well he was lou yeah, they but not not cookie. What do they? What do the two Lou, friends? What do what do? Kung, King yeah, Lou. King was his first name. What do Cookie and Lou ever talk about besides the business? There were a couple of cut scenes <laughs> where they were like, like it would cut to something and they were talking and the Chinese dude was talking the entire time and then the next scene they were doing something else and he was like weaving and then they were like talking but it was mostly like that's what business. I'm talking about. It but it, it wasn't. I didn't take like the actual. It was it felt like, like pinky in the, the glances. It was like it was just un, unspoken, just understanding between these two guys who happened to be to come together and end up in this situation. And I just but even that felt, felt cliche. How they came together. Oh, the trappers are all mean to the cook, and this guy under he understands the cook. So of course they're gonna you know two outcasts are gonna team up and do a business together. It just always like. I mean, but there was a time jump before they even saw each other again. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, how they come together, and even I didn't feel like it was. They didn't portray that they had really. They did show that they were bonded. I'm saying, like, I didn't feel a strong bond between them, besides that they're partners that they need each other for to make money <laughs> like literally that's what i, I felt i don't see that i didn't feel that at all i felt it was i, I, didn't until I, the very end. I mean even it's fair to say li- both. even at the end like they just lay on each other together like at the end it was just like this bond that was between, like the best line of the movie it was, was like last line. it was all these like little looks and like there's not a lot of dialogue honestly like mostly it's just looks and like feelings and i completely felt this like very, very natural kind of growth of just these random people who happen I, I to be together and be forced into the situation together. I don't think, yes, it's like, yeah, they were in a business together, but it was more than that. They actually cared for each other. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is I don't, I didn't feel like they really cared. I mean, yeah, I guess they cared for each other, but what I'm saying is like, if the whole thing is based around this friendship, I don't know. I thought I, know. I thought it was like such a 
it, it probably the best showing of just a natural progression of a friendship I've ever seen. No way. No way. No one shot, better. <laughs> this is like Lord of the Rings, Sam and Frodo. <laughs> like this is like, no way. Yeah. They started out as friends, but look where they ended up. I mean, that was, that was a better progression. Hmm. What? How? Saying that well, this, yeah, Lord of the Rings was a better. Uh, Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie ever. You just said that this was the best friendship progression you've ever just seen. Possibly ever. One of them, yeah. Name a better one. One. Lord of the Rings. You just named it yourself. Okay, I just <laughs> said Lord of the Rings is better. I named it. I named one better. I'm saying you name one better. The Lion uh, King. The, uh, no, it is. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. And That's not. There's uh, end nothing of watch. there. End of watch. David Ayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Michael Pena. Best buddy cop, buddy, buddy movie. There no, is. if it's a buddy cop, no. It was like there was this natural. I said but, this natural. No, it wasn't natural that, because the only reason why they were friends is because they were in business. Together. No, they became business together because they were they were friends. Like for two days. It was the situation that he and Cookie was just this like nice soul that like ended up helping this guy. They were in this one little situation together and then separated. They were gone. We don't even know how much time exactly passed, but it's been a while. But that's but that's what's the that's what's the thing is. So they they separate, okay, they come back together. Let's say they come back together at this fort or this town or whatever. They meet each other at the bar and then he says, "Oh, do you want to come over and have a drink?" And then it goes from there like everything is basically a coincidence or a consequence of circumstance. It's not because they actually want to. It like he is a nice person, so he helps him in the beginning. But after that, everything is coincidence or or a consequence of circumstance. There's no, there's no, like connection between them two. Like I need to seek him out, or I, you but know, they, I, that's the thing. They never were seeking each other out. Exactly. So, so where is the, this deep connection that I'm missing? Beside, and then after that, they go into business together, and they're making and a lot they of get money. Separated again, and then they are like, oh, I never thought I'd see you again. Like they they get separated again. He starts swimming down river. They chase him down and river. He leaves him. Yeah, he's like, okay, pe- I'm gonna go survive on my own. <laughs> what a dick. No, he just didn't. he jumped before he did. He didn't even know he wasn't following him until after he was already across. Yeah, exactly. No, and they come they come back together at a meeting point. Like they had no idea each other would survive. They just like, oh, okay, here we are. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, you could literally do that. Where is to, this friendship? Okay, oh, name. Man. Okay, Sam and Frodo were only friends together because Sam happened to be listening to Gandalf as he pulled him into it, and then they were stuck no, on this quest together. That. And no, they weren't. He was his gardener. Read the book. And they were forced on this quest together, and then they destroyed the ring. You can do that with literally everything. It's this subtext. Yeah, it's the like, subtlety of no, everything. Sam, it's a glance. When, when Frodo is captured, Frodo. Sam risk his life to go back and get him this he fights through a whole tower movie though <laughs> that's what i'm yeah, saying is, this is why it was a realistic portrayal he wa- he thought he was but dead you feel you gotta connection look back there. at there was like a real you think in that time like people thought they would survive no he thought he was dead but when he saw him again he was so yeah. happy. It was like this little glance, just a, just the subtlest so of happy. littleness. It just that it was just like this. He was such concussed. a little bit. He goes. Thing. They meet back at the house that was ransacked. Where is the joy there? Do you remember that scene? Yeah, they it was, hugged. They, it was like it was so dry. 
Yeah, it's pretty. You guys so, missed all the nuance. You missed so, so much we, nuance. What I'm saying is, if you were a true friend, so. like this movie is like a friendship movie, right? I if I so. saw my friend jump in a river, I'm jumping in with him. I'm not gonna go. Oh shit, he jumped. I'm gonna hide in the bushes. And or maybe if he I get, thought you were dead, or if I thought you were dead when we reunited, I wouldn't be like looking out the window and be like, "Oh, hey, there you are." And he also said, Good "Like to see you again." And they knew that he knew that they were following him too, and he did nothing to try and like attempt but to like your personalities. You gotta feel the personality of the people in it. Like he should, they're not the, these expressive, crazy people like you guys are. I would not react like that. If I saw JT, it, like my best friend, I wouldn't be like, ah, like I would just be like happy. It's like, it was just like a sense on their face of relaxation, of realization that they finally, he's like, oh, he's okay. Like, it didn't have to be this big thing. That's cheesy. I didn't That's think it, like, I'm not saying it had to be like big. Dramatic. Yeah. That's over the top. No, I know what top. you're saying. I know like, what you're saying, too. It was just a little That would have been out of place in this movie. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but I didn't Cookie sense. Look reacted to everything. Look but how he reacted. That, I didn't sense he anything. Lo- Cookie loves baking. He's like, yay, I got a cow. He was like. I'm <laughs> not saying that either. Yes, you are. You're no, saying because he didn't overreact no, to something, then they had no they had they didn't care about each other at all but you missed Never the whole that. point it was all subtle things it was all played through emotion it was all played through the subtlety of this writing it was like they saw each other it was like a look of i'm happy it was the subtlety of like cookie being injured and needing help and you know he's stopped and him say little things. He joked with him like a little joke. Hey, what's the same thing between bakers and thieves? You beggars. Know? Beggars and thieves. Yeah. Bakers and beggars. Yeah. It was like just little what, things. Do you remember the punchline? No. They need bread. Yeah. It's just like little things like that. It's like it doesn't have to be over top. That's why it was so no, good we were, because it you had to gain that. You we had were to, both saying you that had to, to get be, that. It needed to be big. I'm not it saying didn't it, need to be big, no. though. Because that would have been like every no, other movie. I'm saying it didn't. I'm it not didn't saying need it to be, needed, But you need, need to be able to big. sense something. And I did. I yes. completely got it. Like That's just where the disconnect is then. Yeah. I think you need a rewatch. I think you I'm guys like, watch it. this together or something. We did watch it together. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. You weren't paying attention <laughs> enough. Like, what are you saying? We didn't say a word to each other the whole movie. I pay You know me. I will not. I pay attention. We didn't say a word like the whole movie. I think you guys need to rewatch it. I, I won't rewatch because Not in a long time. There was a lot more. I mean, you guys are way lower than the like average on this one. So. Yeah. So I mean, cr- you're uh, way above uh, the, the average. Critic. In which I think people are low. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think this is, it's harder to say why this is bad because technically it's great. It's amazing. I mean, technically it's great. And it's pretty good. I mean, there's, it is, there is good shots is and stuff. Elevated. But, there's nothing that like stands out or like wows you like again i'm like you know musically i did there was i think two only two Original, songs i want to yeah. say there was that one there was one that was used way too much repetitively yeah. and it would come in for like five times. or ten seconds and it would just cut out and i'm like what was that it was weird it came and then in there was a couple song. weird times i'm like yeah i'm like why um, i liked it but i don't it, it, it fit the movie but i'm saying like if you're gonna have original music it was very get some more different themes and you know to fit the whatever you're going for but i think that's what they were going for it no, was like this one simple song. like well no is this it simplicity simple, yeah. of being able to show something with all this subtlety that you can't that nothing was over the top nothing was like given to you it was all you had to take 
from it. And there is a lot to take from it. I don't think there's a lot to take from it. To take from the movie? Yeah. Like, what am I ta- like, like, what did we miss? Like, yeah. you were saying that you there's something that you need to expound it. It's like, I thought it was pretty cut and paste. Like, like well, the every, fact, there's no, like, just subtlety. Just the fact like that you're you describing, like, it was business first. Like, you missed the whole movie. That was not the point I mean, at all of this movie. I the mean, point if was you read the synopsis, it always what? says business. The point was supposed to be what? A friendship. Okay. That's what we did not feel. In, but from the movie, I felt most people did, so that's why I feel like you missed the sure. point. Or it's overrated, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, we'll see. It might get costume design that. I would give it that. I don't care about other people's ratings, though. I'm just no, saying. No, you're just like, saying no, you just said that you're more than the average. That's rating. what I'm saying. You're <laughs> so you really low. So like. You're way lower than the average. I'm above the average. If I cared about what other people, I would be right you're on the, the one average. one that brought it up. We never brought it up. But you're saying that we should be, or we missed something because, yes. because we're lower than because others. Because of me, what I saw <laughs> in it. Okay. Fair. I know, but like everything, this movie, like you read the synopsis. I don't even know what the average is. Like the, Everything about the synopsis says business. They're business partners. They became unlikely friends So you're friends saying you judge. business. All movies based on what the synopsis says. No, but what I'm saying is that's what the movie was about, and that's what we. It's got. not what the movie was about. It was about. a friendship movie that they became no, friends. No, based through off business. of the beginning, I think it sets you up to believe that it's going to be this movie about friendship, and I see what she was going for. But I, I just I'm don't not saying not feel like, that. I'm not from bashing it. it, but I feel like it's it. It could have been better. There's a lot of things I like. The best, my favorite parts in the movie were. The parts you gave with this those a worst two. Gone Relic, and it is not worse than yes. Relic. Yes, I'd For rather rewatch was. Relic. Yeah, I would too. I would much rather. The the my favorite parts of the movie were them two together, discussing things like just joking around, like you said, all those shots where it would, where they would be continue talking, but it would be different, just vignettes of yeah. everyday life with them building this. That's what I was life but together that's and business together. That's what it was. That's what like I'm the saying, business though. was just. But a when did they come together? You know when they situation. actually came together was over forty minutes into the movie. That's what I'm saying is if it was about them, I wish it would have gotten to that point a little bit quicker. I get the build up and everything, but this easily could have been cut down thirty minutes, and it would have been so much better. Oh yeah. Because my favorite parts were them together, and it was over forty minutes before they even came together. I get the buildup. I understand all of that. I'm saying that could have been cut down. This could have been quicker paced. I, I felt the time. I think we checked the time. The right time go, three he had times. He to go pee, and he paused it, and it was like we're like twenty five minutes. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what else is there to do? I mean, I guess that's fair. I'm what? just saying. Like I, you guys, like from everything that you described, you only got the surface level of it. But that's like no, I that's got, the, that's like I get the more, but that's also the like the director should be able to per, portray. It's not that I didn't. But I I didn't that. get how yeah, I didn't. But we it's didn't. not that I missed the friendship angle. I saw it. I'm saying I don't. Could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better. That could have been. Half hour short of Built this movie upon, is way high, way better. But the better you guys are describing are like every other friendship movie that ever has been made. The, like friendships aren't just like sometimes they are built like that. It's just like this random unconsequent like inconsequential thing that happens that just slowly builds. Like there's a lot of people that I knew. I mean, even us like I, I haven't talked to you, Kyle, you in like years before we started this and like. We just happened to be together, 
happened to be at the bar at the same time happened or at Jordan's wedding, which was like a random thing that could seem like an obvious thing. Oh, they met at a wedding. That always happens. Like, yeah, because it's real. That's just what happened. And we happened to talk about movies. And here we are, 27 episodes into this thing. That's why it felt so real to me. (laughs) Well, that's more believable than what happens in the movie. He randomly sees him because he's being chased by Russian trappers. That's, That's what I'm saying is like, but like that's not unbelievable. No, I it's not that's unbelievable. I'm just saying the bottom line is okay, you can feel if you can get something from it then or what she's intending then that's great. If other people don't then no. Maybe there's a disconnect there. And that's that I can feel is fair. Well, okay. I didn't What's feel the unfair like, point? Cuz that's what we're, like, all we're saying. All we're saying is you didn't feel the friendship angle yeah, as the, much. The tech like arguing from the technical aspect because it was very well done. Yeah. The only yeah. like criticism I could see is the length. While I don't think it was over long, I watched it straight through without stopping. I didn't even check a single time. Okay. Like yeah. I was completely enthralled the whole time, like in, bought in. So that's another thing is just like your own. Yeah. Uh, that's where like a little bit of your own bias comes in. Like how, how engaging is the movie to you? Wasn't as engaging us was more engaging to you yeah that and on, I and on a technical understood. aspect it was technically well done but what if i'm giving it like a high score like a nine and a half or a ten or a nine or a ten what something needs to stand out and needs to wow me yeah and i what was just was wowed, wowed by how realistic the friendship was no technically and, oh i what mean was i thought the I really did like the cinematography of it on a whole and the acting, especially between the two main characters was so subtle, but so, especially cause I don't know either of these guys. Like, well, John yeah. Lagaro has been in a lot of things, mm. but it was like so subtle, but I got so much out of it. I mean, cookie most of the time was just like his, John ex- Lagaro, yeah. yeah, his expressions, which I got like so much from, or even and we said the leads were really good too. Yeah. But it's the, some of the secondary characters like the uh rich dude was pretty bad oh I, toby jones he's the, the only guy i knew he's the only guy i recognized toby jones oh, you, uh Eowyn is in well i recognize so him. many things i recognize him but he's I'm an saying, alien like, versus predator but no i just felt yeah. like they were meant Great to movie. be show the disconnect that was between at that time like I, it was just like also trying to show just how different it was between those who were rich and happened to be over there and the people who just came from like Maryland with nothing to go there or a Chinese immigrant who came from nothing to for this promise of something better and ended up there like it was this disconnect and like this entire story like I can't imagine like how many people can make a story that this simple interesting at all you ever seen trans Trains not the second one awesome. He's the first one is yeah i've seen the first one yeah. like to make such a simple story interesting at all is like an achievement so if i love i did yeah. love the simplicity of it i did i really did i don't think it was that interesting and that's where it would I, have been more interesting if it was condensed because you it had it been a quicker short, like, pace would have gotten me i there. wouldn't have had so, like i said it's just walls. like there's so many what i felt like were unnecessary shots and like just extended parts that were unnecessary where we could have quickened the pace a little bit and it would have 
it kept me in. Jump. It would have invest. It would have made me invest more. Like you said, you were enthralled the whole time. I would have been enthralled more if this same story was ninety minutes because a lot of those same beats that I liked would have come quicker after another rather than. And I, I can know. see that how that would make it like, especially just for anybody really watching this at all, it would be better. Yeah. Cut. But for me specifically, at least yeah. in my opinion, I liked the long track because it was, it created again, this whole story meant I didn't care about the story at all. I cared mostly about the slow build of burn of this friendship that felt like organically produced over a long time. Mm-hmm. I forgot about my comparison. So something like this was didn't completely bore me. But I, I, that's the wrong phrase. But was le- was more boring. Whereas like when I watch something like think about Nicholas Winding Refn, so many like long boring shot or not boring but like long shots, lo- no dialogue, like extended scenes that you're like nothing is happening. But I'm completely enthralled because I love the way it looks. I love the style. I love the ambiance that it that it builds for that movie or show. I watched three episodes of Too Old to Die Young, which we'll talk about later. But all of that is so ingrained in his work. But it's so interesting in like you know how everything is that? done. David Lowry. Yeah, David does Lowry. Same thing. Like and his are like an eight minute pie long. eating sequence. You know, but I'm completely enthralled long. in that. Like I am not enthralled in Kelly Reichardt's extended scenes or. Or even scenes that you might think are just like throwaway. Or they are throwaway, but you they're not interesting. And I think that is fair. Like I don't I, I completely agree with that, that those scenes were boring. But I felt like that was intentional in that like the pie eating scene, like are you talking yeah, about you ghost, don't even ghost, ghost story? Yeah, yeah even ghost seen story. It still. I've seen yeah. that part though. A ghost story, like that for me was like boring and didn't have like a point to it. It was just long and something was happening like for the rest of the movie. It didn't, I, I going back, I really like that movie, I think, but like overall there's a lot of slow shots and I liked them for the most part in that movie. But I think uh, if we go back, what was that beautiful horror movie? Hagazusa or it didn't work as well for me. Because well, I didn't like that movie either. And that's fair, which I like that more. And that was fair because I felt like in that context as a horror movie where like it was supposed to be this buildup of like this dread, those kind of beautiful scenes just didn't fit, even though they were beautiful in themselves. Whereas this was just more talking about it was for me just a slice of life, like nothing that interesting happened, really like nothing interesting happened. But they were able to build this suspense and this like long like like journey. It felt more like a journey versus like trying to get like a story or trying to hit some kind of point. It was literally just showing you that it was took place over a long period of time. And I felt like that was intentional. If you shorten it, then yes, maybe like all of the points that were great are would even better, better. Yeah. Right. but it, I feel like it would take away from this, the real point of just this journey, like this time period of this literal slice of life, which life has boring parts, you know, and like all, but I can completely see the criticism of that. Cause most case that usually detracts for me. I Cause think I'm just c- like it. Like I get, I'm like, yes. And like in Hagazusa, there was so, it was beautiful, but I'm like, 
But what does this add to the film? Like, what does this have to That's do with what anything? What, what, is the, what is this yeah, add to the film? But I got it, and I just felt yeah, like okay, I wrote yeah. a lot of a just, lot of still shots. Yeah, I there wrote was. That like there was like scenes where the camera was fixed and the they were moving, and there was yeah. a lot of those. But and I can completely see that. Like, I feel like this game, this movie, is so can be so divisive like uh, i i honestly can because i feel like a lot of people just watch it it is boring like if i take it just objectively it's like a boring movie but I like mean, you either buy into it or you like don't right like either you get all of it or you don't really get it like you can enjoy the technicality like you guys both clearly see the technical oh, aspects. oh yeah like i said the costumes were yeah incredible like, technically it is so well done but also it's boring but i loved the boring and i i think that you could have the boring and still be shorter maybe and there like i said i didn't give it a perfect score right it wasn't perfect there was there things that were missing yeah. and honestly i was fighting between a lower score like i easily could give this a half point lower easily but the way mm, it ended and everything i was just so satisfied i had this like warm that was the best line in the movie the, was the end and yeah like i had this like warm fuzzy feeling and i that's what bumped it up like oh yeah it was the emotional half point for me it was just this movie made me feel good I, I was hoping at the end there wasn't some kind of dark twist. Like, I did not want that for this. I wanted happy, calm, concise, like, boom. Yeah, I liked it. I also, but the ending kind of was weird. Like, yes. the very ending scene was great, like, awesome. But the end scene where they kept showing the kid with the gun. Mm. What was that? Like, that's I what I was talking was about. Him, but what is it? Remember when that? I said there was the thing I was confused about? It was the kid. Like, like uh, is there something I was him? missing with that? Well, so here's so the he only explanation one. that makes sense. Because in the beginning, they're found lying together. Yeah. So if you think, so take the oh, kid, yeah. take the they kid with the gun him. out of the equation. The Chinese guy wouldn't have just died next to him. I he would have woken up. He would have woken up and moved on or, you know, the kid, killed oh, him. I the kid had to have killed him. They killed him. Because there were oh, two, you sc- thought Cookie died, sleep. but there wasn't like a actual showing of him. Dying. No, yeah, you, no, have to but, ass- you have to assume that because but I didn't even think about that because the opening scene, the, they're the, lying the, next, to, their skeletons are next to each other, are next to each other. That's the only explanation is so that the kid, kid killed them in their sleep when they were sleeping and killed yeah. them. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay, then that that's yeah. Maybe I bump it up a little bit. <laughs> Not as <just> kidding. <laughs> there you go. One start, half start bump. <laughs> it might be. No. No, I don't think so. Yeah, All right. so it like wrapped up nicely. Well, yeah, that it was, was just like the first and the end scene were awesome. Like they were good bookends, but the book itself wasn't. Which it, like I, that's why I s- said like I can see this being so divisive because the first like, part of the book and the last part of the book. Either you're saying. like I feel no, like I'm saying is, yeah. no, 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 the book ends, but then I'm saying like the first oh, yeah. three chapters and the last three chapters, or the middle three chapters were great. It's like the first three, first forty minutes of the movie weren't even together. Like it's the most uninteresting parts. The last part, they were split up for a good part of it, which, you know... It was probably 15... Yeah, I mean, not that long, but... Yeah. I mean, like, I can see... Were them like, together. It's funny, because, like, I completely see that, but at the same time, I was like, I'm completely okay I with it. I can see why case. people love it, but yeah. I just didn't... Like, I'm... A, like, all that just makes it even better for me, like, more realistic, because, like... Okay, yeah, realistic. Was still, Here's a nitpick. Yeah. Talk about realistic. The, the one wolves? of the last no oh. well the wolves were bad but the last scene of them of him milking the cow 
He gives the signal how many times? Oh, like, yeah. did you not talk about this? Did you not plan it? He gives the signal how many times? He's just sitting there milking it still. Fucking move on. Then like, he kicks run. it over. Like, you're going to pick up that. You're like, he know. I'm picking up <laughs> yeah, that he pail leaves the and, pail the, and the stool. <laughs> and then I'm running over Come to on, see my boy. Come on, bro. Like, I, he's so stupid. I, I just took it as they've been doing this for so long. He didn't actually think there would be any danger. I think he wasn't lo- listening because he yeah. was like and plus, talking to I don't him. know. I kind of got the feeling that Cookie had something kind of, he was a little slow or something. But I just think he was awkward. Yeah. yeah. He definitely was awkward. But. Yeah, I, I just felt like, again, all of those... I like, just hated that, how, like, he gave this signal, like, okay, if you're in... If me and you are robbing a bank, we're going to come up with a signal, and as soon as I hear that signal, I'm booking it. I'm gone. Yeah. Okay? And it yeah, doesn't matter a- how many times we've robbed a bank, like, <laughs> that's the first thing I'm listening for. Exactly. Yeah, it does, yeah exactly. It doesn't matter how many times you do it. You, the, the other result is getting shot or arrested or whatever, so... Which is a crazy thing in itself to think about that. Like you get shot just oh, for milking, milking a cow. cow. It's yeah, like, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. So what I would have, what like, I was thinking. I'll they stop doing it. Yeah. All right, great. Like I know that wouldn't make the movie, but what I would do is say. It's not like they stole hey, the Hey, like cow. we got milk. We had a bunch of milk, but now we're running low. Can we start using your cow's milk to make desserts for you? That's what I would have I know. Then they could have got, but I mean, at that time it was very different. Well, yeah, they no, probably would have been yeah, like, traveled, "What?" Travel from Maryland, with yeah. no, no trade. It's across the country. I There's originally no thought this movie because I didn't read the synopsis. I thought it was New England, like no. Maine. Yeah, no, it's like California. No, it's Oregon, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon well, they talked about Cal- just as far west as California. Yeah, but well, they talked about going north. to San Francisco. Yeah, San Fran. San Fran. San Fran. They say it weird. They say it different. What do they say? I can't remember. Saint Francisco or something weird. They say Saint Francisco. There you go. But yeah, I was like, did he say Maryland? Yeah, he was. Can you imagine? Because he went to Boston. That's where he learned to bake. Yeah, yeah. So I get like I can completely see. I I just thought your scars was a little too low still. Despite Uh, part of it is feeling. Part of it is my problem with the friendship. Part of it is just a few like small nitpicks. Could go up, probably not. That's Would funny. be a long time for me to rewatch it. Oh, if I, I mean, here's my thing. Yeah. If I watch Meek's Cutoff, which has been on my list forever, if I watch that and I love it, I'll rewatch First Cow. Is that her? Is that her movie? Her other movie. If I watch that and I think it's as good or lower than First Cow, no shot, Bucko, in rewatching <laughs> First Cow. What'd you say it was called? Meek's Cutoff. Oh yeah, I think that's fair. But I would love to. Yeah, I would love to see more from this director i will watch whatever she puts out but i'm just have my expectations are she works now. with michelle williams a lot well that's good because well, maybe twice. you'll be blown away could i hope so i always <laughs> go into a movie want to be blown away i never watch a movie and be like i really want to I think really, this av- movie's average oh, that would be, to be stupid <laughs> yeah i mean i had high expectations going in too because i read really high expectations yeah that i mean that could be a factor i guess anyway Let's stop beating around the bush. What are we rating this? So I gave it a beautiful four and a half. I Yikes. Gave it a, I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. That's fair. <laughs> this is like our biggest disconnect since what? Blow the man down. <laughs> no, blow the man down. We were three and a half and Kyle was high. It's almost always us two versus him. We're always like way off. I know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's our featured reviews. Um, do you want to get into what else we watched? Yeah. I don't 
I mean, you watched a few though, right? No, he's only watched one other. I no, watched he watched rewatched her for sure. Yeah. It was a rewatch. Yeah, I rewatched or I watched two movies and I watched some more of Tool Today Young, which I already said. But you want me to start then? I mean, I can. Yeah, you only have one. It's thing. probably better, yeah, okay. if you start because I only watch one thing. I'll right? start with Buffalo. Then this is another <gasps> twenty. Damn it! I wanted to watch that. Well, you should have watched it. You I didn't have... tell me you are watching it or I would have thought about it. I forgot. Do I have to I tell you fucking get I on Letterboxd? I literally saw it pop up. That's how I know. I get on Letterboxd all the time to see if you guys watch it. That's anything. what I see too. Well, no, just... I was looking at... It didn't pop up on mine. I would have watched it. I you got to go to my profile. and You only follow gonna... three people. No, I don't. I follow like 10. Well, there's... I only follow two. And the other ones watch <laughs> a fuck ton of movies. There you go. You got to go to mine then. Follow. I'm not going to go to yours. No, I follow three. Then don't complain when I watch a movie that you want to watch. You're like, I didn't know. Hey guys, watch this movie. No, that's I'm not going to text you every time I watch a movie. Anyway, it's I did watch list. Buffalo. Uh, this is directed by Tanya Wexler, another female director. I swear to God, I think over 50% of my 2020 movies are female directors. A lot of them are. I bet it's close to 50%. I bet it's over. I feel like it's over. Okay, uh, so Buffalo is... I thought it was based on how it... Op- or like the dialogue in the movie and how it's laid out. I, you think it's a true story. It's not a true story. But it is based on uh, just debt collecting, and I think that's like part of part of where they draw this narrative from. Is anyway, uh, so this girl who's very smart wants to get out of Buffalo, New York. She thinks it's kind of like this shithole, and she wants to be better than that. So she, you know, wants to go to this Ivy League school, or she gets into. I think she gets into Harvard, and wants to you know be rich. That's just her goal. She's just a hustler. Who wants to make it big? Um, so she's always thinking ahead. She's always, you know, studying finance and economics and things like that. So basically, she just gets into. After some things happen, she gets into debt collection, and she uh, goes from there. And it's a lot of comparisons to Wolf of Wall Street. I would say it has the vibe of uh, Adam McKay and Martin Scorsese. Um, so she, uh, she gets into this and then she starts her own business and that's where a lot of the comparisons from Wolf of Wall Street comes from. She gets together like this ragtag group of people Mm -hmm. that she knows to, to work for her and then she gets, you know, rich from it and so on and so forth. So there's almost like some even exact scenes from the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. She like gives this speech, like empowering speech to like her employees like same as like Jordan Belfort when he's giving his speech in front of all of his employees at the, that's towards like the end of Wolf of Wall Street. But yeah, mm-hmm. like it's, it just feels so similar. She does like a breaking of the fourth wall. She'll like look right at the camera. Yeah. And I saw say, that in like the trailer. Yep. She does that. Uh, so there's, um, oh, there's a scene where he, this character Wiz, who she works for in the beginning is describing who stole from him. And it'll he'll say like one group, and it'll like show a shot of I this love one group. Movies like that. And then he'll like go to another group, and it'll show a shot of that group, and it'll go mm-hmm. to another group. So that's very like I said, Adam McKay, Martin Scorsese, uh, breaking the fourth wall, slow mo shots, freeze frames, and push ins on that freeze frame, mm-hmm. uh, voiceover with exposition. Oh, All of those yep. things are in this movie, so it feels so. I Scorsese. love movies like that. You're gonna love this movie then. Um, yeah. So like I said she gives. A speech that's almost and like, I like that Zoe, Zoe Dutch. Oh, Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. I think it's Deutsch. Uh, I like her a lot. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> it's like, 
like I said, exact scenes from Wolf of Wall Street. There's the one scene, the empowering speech, the discussion of like, when when will you be happy? When will this be enough? The same as like uh, Rob Reiner and his Jordan Belfort and his dad have that talk, yep, that yep. conversation. Uh, we're catching on and moving up. Oh, she like catches on really quickly to her, that job of debt collecting. Like she's just a natural at it. And then it shows her kind of like, crawling the ranks of that same thing as Jordan Belfer. He catches on to the penny stocks quick moves up from that. So just a lot of similarities like that. Um, and it is obvious that it was an inspiration, but it didn't feel like too, too much, much for me. It was just in the same vein. Yeah. Very much in the same vein. Um, and obviously not as good, but well, it was yeah. very good. I mean, there's not many directors that are Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, uh, from what I know, it's not based on a true story either though. Like where that was. So like, this, as far as I know, is just written is would be more of an original screenplay, which is pretty impressive. But there are like a bit of conveniences and stuff like um, there's a scene towards the end where it kind of all comes to a head and it just feels like a lot is going on at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of things are going wrong at this one time. And it just. Well, yeah, it you have it to also have them, is you have pretty, to have them get like. Yeah, um, it doesn't like feel humility. like a natural uh problems coming to a head oh, yeah it's I like see what you mean. conveniences where it's like all of these things come to a head at once and it's like those things could have been spread out this is actually a 90 minute movie that could have been longer uh because of some of those things that are just too like quick and too convenient it felt like um but yeah so the story and the style i loved because i love like the big short and i love martin scorsese mm-hmm. uh the acting was great. Zoe Deutsch and Judy Greer are the standouts that she plays her mom. Um, and then the, there is a, the problem or a criticism of it is that it's pretty stereotypical or like it's painting Buffalo in like this bad light, but it's all told from the point of view of her. And she points out in the beginning of the movie that she hates Buffalo. And then it kind of flips that scenario. So like, she says that she hates Buffalo, so it it puts like a bad, it paints like a bad stereotypical mm. light over people from Buffalo. But then it changes as the movie goes on because she kind of grows to like Buffalo. So if you look at it from her point of view, I think that actually makes it fit well. Um, oh yeah, and Great even wings, uh, Jai Courtney is is Wiz, and yep, yep. who's like pretty much universally known as a bad actor right even him he is really good in this actually So that's all the direction as whiz yeah yeah like i think this is her first i want to say this is her first movie also lots of directorial debuts but yeah i loved it and there's like i said just a few like over the top things and a little bit of conveniences and just some small things with the writing but besides that yeah i loved it she's directed like three movies okay but they were like 2001, and then it was 2011, and then it's 2019. Holy smokes. And then she did one in 98. Man. Well, hopefully this is like her breakout movie, because I thought it was great. I think it's underrated, criminally underrated. I gave it a four. Wow. Well, now it's on my list to watch. It's been on my watch list for a minute now. I just keep forgetting about it, honestly. It's on Hulu right now. If you yep. want to stream it, it's free. Yeah, I liked it a lot. What's Jacob? the title? Buffalo. Buffaloed. Buffalo. E D. Buffalo E D. Buffalo E D. Yeah. Buffaloed. Oh, okay. 
with by Zoe Deutsch. Tanya Wexler. Wexler. There's another movie I want to see called The Assistant, and that's another female oh. director. You want to see The Assistant? I mean, Wait, I just, I heard, that's what I was going to say should list. be the next one. I heard, yeah. I want to see it, well, but I don't think it's in Ozark, your. Uh, I don't Julia, think it's up your wheelhouse. Maybe Julia whatever. the assistant. Yeah, let's watch it. It's Julia whatever. Um, she's Robert. from Ozark. <laughs> no, she's from Ozark. The actress, you mean? Yeah. Sure. But the director's Kitty Ozark. Kitty something. Kitty Green. Yeah, there it yeah is. I really want to see the assistant, but I did not think Julia Garner. Oh yeah, it's in it. his watch list right there. See. Cool. Jacob. Yes. I didn't watch anything. I had, uh, I started a new job, so I'm all over the place. I watched it. So I was really, I was looking for something else to watch because this week I was insanely busy. So it was really hard for me to watch Yeah, something. I was busy as fuck. Yeah. I had to do this whole class that took yeah, you told me that. 10 hours. And I started but, a new, the new job, so I've been. Yeah. So I had to watch something else because that's below my average per week <laughs> based on my letterboxed. But. I just, I found, I was looking 2020 releases. I wanted something short, you know, and then I saw the rental and I'm like, wow, that's perfect. I need something to rent. So why not the rental? <laughs> and then I saw it was by Dave Franco and that made me more interested because it made, made me less interested. It made me more because I don't hate Dave Franco and I liked Disaster Artist by James Franco. Kyle, who's it by? <laughs> James Franco, duh. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, Obviously. let's see, let's see what his brother was. Let's see what his bro can do." And <laughs> his bro can't do much. He can't, <laughs> doesn't I mean? I again, I've seen two of James Franco's movies, and I I like Disaster Artist, but like you haven't seen it, his lesser known movies. Yeah, which are exactly. So critically I, panned. It it's hard to judge. But like I liked that movie, so I'm, why not? <laughs> you know, you, you might have liked that movie because you liked the room, though. I did like the room. No, but the, the disaster room, artist was a good movie. I'm it was kidding. good on its own. I'm oh, it's kidding. good. Yeah. I, I watched on uh, a flight to. I did watch Athens. it on a flight too to <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah it. So it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it has Allison Brie in it. Dan Stevens. Yeah, so actually the like the cast, cast is pretty good, stacked, yeah. and for a first time, you know, yeah, like I, that's why I was saying I'm like, okay, sure, horror movie, Dave Franco, pretty good cast, let's do it, and it it was painfully generic mm. in the worst way, and that's why I was fighting between two scores, which I changed. Twice within my 24 hours. I could still change it right now, actually. Yeah. Still within 24 hours. And, uh, like, it's hard because... Two scores, wait, you mean going back and forth? Or back you mean and going forth. Down Between and those down, two. Down, up, down, up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because... Between the same thing, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just straight hate on it because it wasn't that it was that badly done. I mean, they are good actors and actresses. Like, it's so what they worked with was... You know, they did well with what they worked with. It could have been way worse acting wise. The writing was bad, but it could have been worse. Like, it's hard. I didn't want to say it was that much worse than like just a straight average. Like, you know, it's a slasher horror film with kind of a modern twist. 
But then I had to think back to like Halloween, you know, which you was a, that? Mm-hmm. which was also a slasher, <laughs> which was also a slasher horror movie that was very well done, you know, but also generic in the way it was done, but done well. This wasn't. It was there's like a lot of talent involved and just completely squandered. It was so boring to start out. It was so boring. It, and it was the cliche thing that happens, but they just decided to make it last for too long. And was it was already long? an only 88-minute movie. Yeah, I was going to say hour That's 28. And they still dragged out the starting too long before it even gets to the slasher part. And when it finally gets there, it's so... Literally, he's wearing a, you know, spoiler, he's wearing a mask, you know, like basically Leatherface. Oh, like the killer? Yeah, like, a, I mean... It, it was a movie that wanted to be self-aware that it was just a generic slasher movie, which you can do well. Again, Halloween. That was recently done. I love that. That's, I loved it too. It was a generic... And I don't, I don't like slashers that much on a whole, but that was had so many good things that... The technicalities. Yeah, it was so, so many good parts of it. And even the you know, generic story was... Was fine because it didn't matter really because they well we knew the story too yeah the, I mean you knew how the characters you, ma- you knew the universe I don't really know yet where they can make like a slasher movie somehow this like deep intricate like thought experiment other than so it's some Ta-da! like invincible basically forest that just kills people you Not know saw I, I but I like saw because of a bias though. Like, <laughs> but he's not unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, first one. But that's different. That's that's less of a slasher though. Like slasher, I think Jason. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Freddy, that's a score porn. Leather, like hostile, yeah. you know, Leatherface. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Texas Myers, Chainsaw. Halloween. Yeah, Michael Myers. There. That's Halloween. Night. Yeah, Halloween. It's like I think of that. Oh, I love Invisible Person who just or Jeepers Creepers. Another one. They just <gasps> he's supposed to come out this year, <laughs> right? They just. Appear, <laughs> he's supposed to come on. They just appear. They're invincible. They're scary because they're invincible, and they just appear and kill people. You know that's it, really. They all have you know whatever a tragic backstory. You don't really get any backstory with this guy, which is fine. <laughs> with this I have guy. no idea. Yeah, with whatever this slasher guy is, and it's just taking. Uh, what's the name of that motel hotel? There's Hostel. Like, no vacancy. Vacancy. Was that with Ben? Uh, who was in it? Uh, not Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, Wilson. Luke, well, Owen Wilson. Uh, not Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. So you take vacancy, which was, you know, the hidden cameras in old motels, and that you take it into the modern Airbnb where they do that. And that was basically it. The, it was shot well. <laughs> I can give it that. Like, the cinematographer knew what they were doing. It was shot really well, really dark. How, but just all of the clicheness. And none of the like awareness was what hurt it <laughs> so much and the writing. There was just not enough going for it. And that's ultimately why I had it went from like, yeah, it's probably right here to where, yeah, I need to punish this because he could do he could punish have done it. so much better with what he had to work with here. Yeah. And he's an actor. He had to see at least how directing was done, you know, like different. It's Yeah. It's not necessarily as bad as I gave it, but it deserves that score. If that's okay, well, what'd you give it? I ended up with a one and a half is Ooh. where I landed. 
It went from two to one and a half, two to one and a half, two to one and a half. Honestly, you could give it a two and a You could stretch it maybe to an average two and a half, but even that would be a stretch. I think max two will like... Yeah, and I, I I had to think. I'm like, how what would Kyle? Hey, yeah, obviously, one I'm and not, a half. Kyle would be about one and a half here too. I gave the old guard one and a half. You gave it two and a half. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. I couldn't recommend to watch it, but it's, you know, it's not offensive. So if you want just a, you don't want to think, you can play this little slasher movie in the background. Maybe I'll with watch it People you know who are acting and competent cinematography there you go we forgot go for about it. our mascot <laughs> yeah welcome Layla. <laughs> so go for it otherwise if you want to like i'm gonna try to watch it before the rental's up anyway if you only have a certain <laughs> amount of time to watch like certain movies it's maybe not worth watching no but, i'll try to fit it in yeah and there you go. yeah other part of that is oh yeah, i actually all 120 i actually even 54, laugh because 53 now if we go to like like a little spoiler and I'm not even a spoiler. I'm like my literal notes, obvious foreshadowing, Bet this comes like, Ooh, drugs involved. Best this, bet this comes into play. So I drew a square. I'm like, <laughs> let me, I'm going to put an X here when this comes into play. Literally within five minutes after that, I'm like, you should have put a timestamp. Yeah, I should have. I'm yeah. like, I was right. <laughs> like it was so obvious. Like all the things I have and you're like, Oh, watch. This is going to turn into that one problem that has to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That fast. Okay. Well, there it is. And yep, there was the problem. Here it was are. literally within like minute, like 10 minutes after I wrote that. It's you hear this for one and a half? One yeah, and a half. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. Between one and a half and two, I kept going back. Because you, you could argue two pretty easily, but... Punish it. It deserves to be yeah. pounded down. Always go lower if it sucks. <laughs> yeah, be, because What's especially the like, with the talent involved. Don't give it a two-step. Yeah, you gotta... It's different if yeah, it I'm was not like... Easy if this was this exact anything. movie made by someone who's completely unknown with a bunch of unknown people, sure, two, two and a half. But if you... With everything that's involved into it and the... No, you need to do better. Yeah. Maybe he will next time, but maybe he looks, looks at your review and says, damn, I think he will. Dave, <laughs> yeah. I know you're listening to this. I know you can do Step better. Up Our boy, game. Dave, take some notes from your brother. Yeah. Well, just ask James. <laughs> How's it going? Jim, you know? Jimmy, whatever yeah. you call him. Jimothy. Can I call you Jim? <laughs> and maybe you get a little bit of advice to be some more subtlety and stuff. I, I, I believe in you, but this wasn't it. <laughs> Well, we'll ch- hopefully I'll just check it out. We'll have reviews next week for it, Josh and I. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. it'll be way higher. <coughs> no shot. I buckle. doubt it from from me. At least. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you know, depends it what you're in the mood for. Way. If you're in the mood for that ch- yeah. corny, I mean, like That's you said, it's trying to be self aware. If I if you tap into the self awareness, that changes a lot. They didn't though. That was his problem. But I'm saying yourself, you have to like be. Tapped oh yeah, into the- yeah. If you just want to like throw on something like. You like with a bunch of people, and you just want something. I think you it would be fine to watch. That was that one movie. It would be uh, a fine one. You could watch a, You could watch oh. a lot worse, like you know, Jesus Rolls or Grudge <laughs> or something, where it's just like offensively bad. Like this isn't Jesus yeah. Roll, God. but it's yeah. not good. It's yeah. not even average. So <laughs> there you go. All right, I got one more movie. So I was on my phone. Scrolling on something, Facebook, I think, 
I don't know. Anyway, Budgies, I was on my phone. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I'm so I was reading this newspaper the other day. <laughs> trying to remember where exactly I saw this. It was an ad, or not an ad. It was an article, but like it was like a sponsored thing, and it was like leaving Netflix or something. Movies you need to see before they leave Netflix. I saw that article. It and her was I like the, read it. Though. Her was it. her it was, was the main movie. picture. Was her so. And I was like, oh shit, her's leaving Netflix. When is it leaving? Under it's the skin leaving, is also leaving. <laughs> it's leaving tomorrow. Under the skin well, is I have on that under list the skin. too. I know, so do I. Oh. But it was on that <laughs> list of things. Voodoo, I have his voodoo. <laughs> uh, so anyway, her was leaving Netflix literally the next day. And I was like, oh shit, this is perfect. I'm not doing anything. And this has been on my dying to rewatch list forever. So I rewatched her. <laughs> and oh, I've got a lot to say about her. <laughs> First off, I knew to preface that my score is higher, but a lot of it, so this is a very dense movie, but when you watch it, it actually doesn't feel that dense, and that's kind of the perfection in it. So this is what I'm interested in, because I also watched her before. Uh-huh. I have not rewatched it, but it's also been something I've been wanting to rewatch, especially it's Joaquin Phoenix, right? And yes. Every, yeah, and Spike Scarlett Jones. Johansson. Yep. You know, like after I watched like Under the Skin and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I want to go back to that. I remember I liked it a lot, but I feel like today it, it almost like every year that passes, it becomes like more and more relevant. Yeah. And I was, I'd be interested in seeing like how my taste would have changed from when I originally saw it to how I see it now. Well, taste changing is definitely a big thing. Um, because this movie would not be for that definitely not for the average viewer like anything spike jones uh charlie kaufman uh michelle gondry you know they're they're kind of in like the same realm the average viewer i don't feel like would love or or like it or anything uh anyway but this movie like i said it does become more relevant but I think um, I remember liking it a lot too the first time I watched it, but that was a while ago. I don't think I understood a lot of it. And then just through life experience, especially with relationships, this movie becomes way more more relevant, relevant, way more relevant. I mean, I haven't gone through a divorce, but I imagine somebody going through a divorce and then going, trying to date again, this would be like, holy shit. This would be really heavy, but just through dating experience, it becomes more relevant I mean, as you get if older. You look at marriage story. Yeah. I mean, right. Again, I never gone through a divorce, but that was like real. You yeah. Know? Like that felt something. There. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I had to like look up some things, not like that. It was confusing, but just like, it's so dense. Like I didn't even feel like it was that dense, but I felt like I wanted to continue to learn more about it even after I finished it. And then upon reading some things and like really getting into it, I was like, oh shit, like this is so dense. And then going back, I was like, yes, I like, I want, this is amazing, but I don't want to change. I want to watch it again and, and see all of those things for myself. Now that you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to change it just because in hindsight, it's, it's amazing, you know, perfect or amazing. I want to watch it again and come to that conclusion myself and see all of those things. So that's the disclaimer. So, so are you going to get to why the density is, or is it like, Oh yeah, no. I, okay. I Cause I was going to be like, so why is it so dense? <laughs> like, cause I remember like the main theme of it yeah. but, and I liked it for that, but I'm like interested so in seeing okay, what so, all this extra, like, cause I clearly missed that the first time. It's, 
you could say the main theme is like I'm trying to think of what the main theme. What would like the average person or, or person pull For, right away? Well, what would let's you say go back. Is? Like all that I remember, yeah, which is I guess a good reference point is that it was basically how technology is leading into like what do you do when the Turing test has been passed? Right? It's like when you can't distinguish an AI from like another human, and then you become so attached to that being because they know you like even now i look at targeted ads and stuff right and i'm like wow like i do like that thing what do you do when an ai like understands you so well that it can do all the things that are right and you fall in love with it but at the end of the day it's an ai which she was you know loving everybody the same way <laughs> right and like how do you, i guess it was like that like what is love, you know, and that. Okay. So now you're getting like, into like what I think, what I consider to be the separate themes, oh, it was which like, is like AI and tech. It was like the difference between like where technology and AI and artificial intelligence ends and like what real, real relationships yep, yep. are. So yeah. there's like, that's the one theme. And then the other theme obviously is like, what is, what is real love or how does a person define real love like to themselves? Because, so there's what you already touched on, which we'll get into. But then the other aspect is from his point of view, it's it's also great. Which I didn't even really realize the first time, but all of the people that he interacts with or the majority of the people he interacts with that he actually has real connections with and conversations with are all female. He doesn't have any male like connection with or conversations with in the movie. He has three main relationships. His ex-wife, which we see mostly through flashbacks in one scene, uh, or soon-to-be ex-wife, uh, his the AI Samantha, and then his best friend, which he's known for his whole life or through college for a very long time. So like his three main relationships, and it's like yeah, I don't remember any of those characters. Yeah, yeah. Questioning. Well, you know Samantha the AI, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. Yeah. yeah. And Rooney Mara is his soon-to-be ex-wife, which is shown mostly through flashbacks. They don't have a lot of conversation, but it still is a critical part of his being and and answering that question, what is real love for him, right? So he is his his job is writing love letters for people, oh, yeah. some of which has been and I mean he's been at this job for I don't know, a long time. He's been writing for people for I think eight years is like his longest one. And the whole movie is not asking just about not about him, but like what do how do we define love? Because if you think about it, love is such like an arbitrary term. Yeah. Like nobody can define it. And it's just something that you say. It's a feeling. Right. But there's no real way to measure it. Yeah. You can't quantify what love right. is. Right. So the whole movie is basically that, which I think is the main theme. The secondary theme would be the AI. Because it's asking like he's writing these love letters for people, some of which have been he's been doing for over eight years how much of their relationship is real? How much has he done for them? How much, like, is he the glue holding these relationships together? Like, one of the letters that he writes, one of the most profound letters is for a 50-year anniversary, right? Like, that's, like, the main, that's, like, the mark that everybody says is, like, the most substantial anniversary you're going to have, right? 50 years together. And he's writing the letter for this, you know, for this anniversary. It's just crazy to think, like, that he is, he is so involved in that and that 
how much of that relationship is real and just a measurement of, yeah, of love there. Cause that's like a confusing thing, right? Cause like, I mean, they're obviously doing that in order for their love. Right. So like that could be a symbol of itself, but also it's like, if he wasn't there, would they even have been in love? Right. And then, yeah. So that's like one interesting aspect as far as like, what is real love? And then the person that he was married to, this goes to another aspect of just like the realism in the movie. They don't have like this big fight or blow up. It just kind of breaks down over time, which right. feels very realistic. And part of that is because like he wouldn't fully open up to her. Right. So he wouldn't fully open up to her. And then he f- meets Samantha or his AI. He gets Samantha and he fully goes in with her, like all in fully opens up to her. And you know, it later on they admit that they love each other, even though she's an AI and part of the reason that he got divorced was that he wouldn't open up to her. So even though <laughs> like what was was what they had his ex-wife was that real love and then with the AI he fully opened up with her even though you think it's stupid that he would love an AI maybe that is real love because he f- went all in with her with his feelings with everything. I mean people fall in love with lesser things, right? I mean people well, that's you what, always hear yeah. the stories of people getting married to like cars and stuff. Right. So like the thing I'm that, married to is the game. Like why why is like that more legitimate than like an artificial intelligence, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, is like human, right? They well, have that, everything that's, except yeah, I mean, the that's really what form. it's that's really what it's asking. Yeah, is like can real love be obtained, you know, from AI or does it have to be human? Because he he fully loves this or he, he opens up fully to Samantha and falls in love with her and I mean you know. and then she decided on her own to fall in love with him even though it's not on the it's a different you know concept for her versus him right right well how because, she's like, programmed she fall is in love supposed with to be many they people. make it clear they definitely make it clear that that is an option because uh they they want to make sure that you know that other owners and operator or other owners and OS's like don't even get along like they all have personalities and that's yeah. and it's done like it's not done in a way that you feel like, oh, this is saying this, so that way I know this. It's just, it's very natural. Yeah, like, like the because, realism in I it. I mean, artificial intelligence has to, do, it is its own self, right? So just like we have free will, it has free will to fall in love or not based on itself. Even if it is a program, it's not programmed. It learns, it decides, it makes decisions based on its own intuition, I guess. Yeah. And that's what they, and yeah, they make, they make that known without making it feel like exposition. It's just part of that conversation that he has with, um, Amy Adams, which is his friend. Yeah. I mean, if you think about in real life, would people even want to open up or even like be so open or with, if they believe that this thing, they like, they always thought that there was no chance, like it would always, if you knew it would always fall in love with you. Why would you right. even try? Or if you knew that it was programmed to be your friend or to be your lover or whatever. Yeah, then you, you would, wouldn't yeah, buy into it's it. Less like, believable. How do you buy into that? Yeah. But if it organically just happen can organically happen, then you can actually fall in love with this thing, which he does. Right, which is the the other part of like AI, when is it what does it mean to be yeah. yeah what does it mean to be human? Like they have this scene where 
really they say the only thing difference is between like the having a body or whatever but then they say like oh having well having a body isn't that great and then they do like a bunch of shots of just like just like the ugliest parts of your body it's yeah yeah great um and then it even brings up like subtly brings up evolution without like kind of beating you over the head she's like evolving every day as an os and right. in the beginning she wants a body a body so bad because of she loves uh theodore so badly that she wants to be able to like touch him and hold him and then by the end she changes that to she does she they come together these os's come together and uh develop a software that is able they're able to their processing platform is able to not be matter anymore like they don't even need matter to be able to operate so like she's gone from wanting a body to never ever needing a body well i mean you think like that in itself is saying something right because like you think physically based on our you know lizard brains as we evolved over time it's like the only reason that we originally even stayed together was for, I mean, everything for every species reproduction, right? Survival. Yeah. It's just, if you don't, you want to survive long enough to reproduce so that they can survive long enough to reproduce. Like that's it. You know, like, is that even important for love though? Right. Or did that factor in? I mean, like sex is just like this good feeling, right? Is that even important when it comes to love? Right. Which right. is like a whole different thing. I mean, they can be completely. I mean, if you even go like lust versus love, you can completely separate them, right? So she evolved past the point where she doesn't need to reproduce, right? She's an AI. She's infinite. So body's not important because reproduction is not important anymore. Mm. So she's evolved past the even the need for reproduction. So even though he can't comprehend that because humans aren't evolved past that right we still need to reproduce which can feed into that feeling of what we think is love which is undefinable right well at the end i mean i don't know how much you remember about the ending but i don't remember he, a lot. <laughs> I, it doesn't they basically are they basically separated that from love they saying that you can have love without that because he still loves her yeah because again like if you think about it strictly scientifically lust is only there to continue the species mm, right when you don't need to do that anymore it's not important at all right it's only that capacity to love which is almost more pure right there's, well, there's nothing involved scene. into it except emotional intelligence there's a great scene it's not at the end or in the middle like i don't know where it's at anyway it's a the surrogate scene uh where she mm. introduces a surrogate and he can't go through with it you know basically just saying That's like yeah. like he doesn't feel like he knows it's not her and all these things like just showing how that how deep that connection is with her but beyond just like all of the dense themes and questions that the movie raises which is a lot yeah i see that it's acted amazingly like if you remember the controversy there was there there was a basically a thing going around that saying Scarlett Johansson should have been nominated, even though it was only her voice. So that's how good she was as Samantha. Joaquin Phoenix is always amazing. Yep. (laughs) Shot. Oh my God. This movie looks incredible. Shot by your boy. Which one? Who's your boy? Uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Shot by Hoyt Van Hoytema. That's my boy. 
<laughs> looks amazing. Production what, design and like just the details in it because it puts it doesn't put a time frame on it, right? Set in the near future, but you don't know looks when. Like the 80s. Well, that's part what of it. Is like he, it's saying that. like even like if you look at like how fashion trends are going, right? Like like how retro stuff is in yeah, like. I, it, all I mean, of that 90s like fits. pretty much back now but right? this was from like, this was eight years ago or seven years ago now and like they, they it feels like they're getting the near future it feels like they shot it perfectly like this is kind of what it's gonna be like and yeah all that stuff just the realism everything fits perfectly there is like some like comedic elements but that's what i think spike jones interjects those a lot into his movies that were like there's like a video game element which has like some it feels a little like corny and over the top but it just feels like a directorial kind of stamp of like you know this is more of just like for the comedy of it because the rest of the movie is pretty heavy for the most part like lighthearted in some points but heavy and oh my god the score i didn't forget about the score arcade fire was off my radar before this arcade fire did this yeah really yeah I've no, I loved them for a long. You like Arcade Fire? Yeah, I think you're thinking of some of those. Arcade Fire, super like indie. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't like them. I've liked them since like high school. You didn't watch her. The score is amazing. See, like that's a, the things I miss. Like I get, I still remember the main themes, but I don't yeah. remember like score, cinematography, like yeah. acting, writing. Like I just remember the main themes. That's all I can like. Yeah, remember. what it's about. I barely even remembered what it's about. All I knew is this fell in love with his AI. That's literally all I remembered going in. And yeah, I loved it. And I can't wait to rewatch it. Knowing everything that I know now, I can't wait to rewatch it again because it's going to go up. Like, I mean, I remember I loved it when I first watched yeah. it. So just I don't know if it I, could even go up because I, uh, I thought it was close to perfect. Like when I watched it. Yeah. And that's what I finished it. Yeah. But like if it's close to perfect, I wouldn't round. I would never round up to a five. So I settled on this was as soon as I was done watching it. I settled on four and a half and then I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and read about it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm missed so much. Like so many of these questions, like, yeah, that's all there. And I'm just, you know, I was just watching it kind of taking it in, but a lot of things were kind of going over my head. Some of it was coming in. Some of it was going over my head. When you realize how many layers there are and you focus on one layer, you get kind of stuck in that. And then when you realize how many there are, if you rewatch it, it would come together better. Anyway, I did give it a four and a half. I want to give it a five. As soon as I rewatch it, it's going to be a five. It's amazing. I was just looking. I'm like, I'm wondering if like it hit me more at the time. If I was, I think I was in a long distance relationship at the time. Yeah. Which is why I like could draw those a little bit more because I mean, there is no physicalness and you just have to like love based on just that feeling because yeah. <laughs> you just have to trust. There's like so many things you just have to do, which I could like empathize with his feelings. So which what he was feeling because it was basically the same. What's the difference between AI and a long distance relationship that's thousands of miles away is like, Yep. I will never like hold this person. I can't talk. All all you can do is like the mind things, right? And well, they do like it's it's funny that you say that because they do they add so many like human touches to her, and whether that's added or or that's part of her actual being, like she'll wake him up, 
in the middle of the night and just say, oh, you know, I just like wanted to hear your voice. Go back to bed. See, such like a human thing. It, like, why would so an AI do that? <laughs> I was see, I was dating a Japanese girl at the time, so we were twelve hours difference. Yeah. Like, so that's how it would be. Is like when she was going to bed, like I would wake up to her saying good morning to me and me saying good night to her. Yeah. Right. Her. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that. Like it was just like those. That's all you have. So. Yeah, I guess maybe at that time I could like really empathize with it and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably. Yeah, you need to rewatch it. It's too bad it's off Netflix. It's only three bucks. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. It's amazing. If you rent it, let me know. It'll be up there. Work. I'm trying to get some top 100 movies. My boy. (laughs) I love Hoyt. I mean, I just remember. I I definitely loved it when it first came out. I haven't seen Ed Astro either. Oh, I haven't. It's pretty good. Yeah, but it's Hoyt. I've heard yeah. good it looks great. It. Looks great. <laughs> looks great. Hoyt is your deacon for me. <laughs> oh, dude, Hoyt is like I love because he can do everything. He is amazing. Like, like her is not sci like sci fi per se. It's like you know you have the city elements and stuff. I, I mean, oh, it's very personal and like, but but it's still you have to see how it's shot. Like, but Interstellar just, and Ad Astra are like he does Tenet, which is obviously going to be. The Very highest pirated movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Not that I'm going to do it, but. We'll drive to fucking I'm Chicago. I'm not seeing it unless it's on a big screen. If it's released in Chicago, we're going. Oh, hell yeah. Easily. I'll drive for three and a half hours. Easily. Now just take the train. <laughs> Duh. Drive to Michigan City. <laughs> get up, that fucking get up Zorn and Shoreline. Take yep. the train to. Watch to Guantanamo Bay. All right. Uh, last thing I won't talk about it for too long, but I do want to mention Tool to Die Young because I watched the highest rated episode and the subsequent two after that. So five, or wait, six, five, seven, six, seven, and eight. Five and six were together as the movie. I thought four and five were together. Mm. Five and six were together. The, the honestly, the episodes are so confusing because every time I see like the numbers and the titles they don't match up with IMDB so I don't know like what ones are supposed to be what anyway (laughs) the highest rated one on IMDB The Fool I watched that one which yes it could be its own standalone movie has a guy from Trevor from The Office in it plays a super creepy guy really yeah Uh, and it was good but it's the least amount that happens. But I also can see why it's the highest rated because if you watch that in the previous episode as a movie, it would be pretty good. And it ends very similarly to Drive. Like, it has, like, the same ending. So, there's that. But I loved Seven even more because this is when the story is starting to come together. And it's it's all coming together now. <laughs> and then Eight, which I really liked also, was just fucked up. But there's always those flashes of violence. Like in every episode, you're going to get them. Still looks incredible. Still love the score. Some amazing dance sequences that rival Alex Garland in uh, Ex Machina. Dance, really? Oscar Isaac's dance sequence. Some great dance sequences. Oh, uh, yeah. This Ten Commandments song by Ben something. Whatever. It's like from like the 40s. But. They play that. Oh, yeah. It's just great. It's a great scene. 
I know, Jacob, you, I don't know where you're waiting I'm for. going to watch it all. <laughs> I just want to talk like about it with you. all these movies, you know. I know. But I'm watching movies, too. I'm just, like, chipping away at it. Yeah, I I'm chipping to. away at it. I'm just going to The last episode's like the worst day. I know, and, and I don't know hour. how. Well, I might have a guess how, because something unexpected happened in the last episode I watched, which was eight. The so I don't know how, where it's going to go from there. You have two more. Yeah, I know. I'm almost done, and then and I can wa- and then I can on watch the lower end of the spectrum. This much, this I know, this much I know is true. Yeah. You always say it wrong. It's probably not that. I know probably this not. much <laughs> is true. I, still need to watch. I know this much is true. I still Damn. need to watch Chernobyl. I think that's what it is. So that's only four episodes. I know, and I still haven't watched it. This much I know is true. You haven't even watched Chernobyl. I know yeah, this I have. much. Oh, you have watched yeah. it. Yeah, oh. I'm the one that told you to watch it. I, I haven't watched Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen is the other one I need to watch too. Yeah. It got like. 30 some nominations i know emmys oh my god i can't wait <laughs> which was obvious like of course it would yeah i haven't heard anything but amazing things you haven't about it. seen a place between the pines have you no oh, you so have to watch good. that before you watch i know this much is true then well that's that not even it's not even on his list yeah that's not there <laughs> oh i, I need to watch watchman's higher and too old but i love but if you watch place around the pines I know this much is true would go way up on your list because that's how good Place Beyond the Pines is. Okay. Place Beyond the Pines. It's on cool. Netflix, right? Uh, I think so. It's or it's on, on my voodoo. It's, it's on, on my voodoo. I have it. It's on some streaming service also. Because so I was about to it watch it. Really like, I'm not in the mindset. I need to. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I'll rewatch it if you it's watch it because it's so it's good. It's not streaming anything. Oh, okay. Really? Well, I have it on voodoo. Oh, maybe that's It's so right. underrated, too. I know. That, that movie is like egregiously underrated hmm. i have no idea why it's so because there's no reason to be underrated like i didn't i didn't think there was anything in that movie where i was like oh i can see why this their score justifies it well because it was know. so good I uh, mean, if i get in the mindset of an average viewer i maybe. can pretty much always justify why it's well even the critics though the critics re- review was like almost on par with yeah user review could be i don't know i'd have to rewatch it i know why i love it that's all that matters good don't care yeah well that's all i got i can't wait to finish it and i'd love to talk i mean it's pretty much exactly nicholas winding reference style i mean there's not much to get into besides like plot details and i don't have anything like burning questions or anything like that yet but it's not like devs i mean if you watch it soon and i remember everything i we can talk about it but yeah the yeah, critic score it. was actually lower than you i will watch it soon on imdb Why? But Letterbox was three seven. Oh yeah, they Letterbox knows. Letterbox knows. They know. Damn, you gave it a five star. Yeah, Woo. it's that good. I had to rewatch it to be a five wow. star. Oh, five easily. Star. I don't know if it was that good, but I had to rewatch. Oh, it's that good. It might be. It is. That I really, really, really liked it when I watched it. But that was fucking. I think it was just coming out when I watched it. Oh, that was a long time ago. Two thousand twelve. Jeez. I watched yeah. it at Spring Arbor. Hopefully, your tastes have matured i don't think they're gonna get worse than they were then (laughs) yeah true i think if anything it'll go up yeah all right that's everything we watched that brings us to a close here uh so we talked about this before the show we decided on beanpole as our featured review next week foreign film i want yeah it is a russian film yeah correct okay Uh, so is it russian yes it is previet Privyet all our Russian listeners. What? <laughs> Privyet. So. Isn't that hello? 
Yeah. I don't know. A Russian hello. Yeah, Russian Kuvyet. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, I thought it was like Slovakian or something. When was it really? March of this Maybe. year digitally? But we're just now catching up with it. I mean, we really... There's not a lot out. I mean, we could review a bad movie that just came out, but we'd rather try to watch something good. Uh, and we're Did also going to check out something on Prime Video, Violet. Not going to be featured, but if we all watch it, that'll be a conversation also. Plus, obviously, whatever else we watched. Uh, yeah, brings us to a close. Uh, send in your questions and comments to Suds and Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram, Suds and Cinema Podcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both those at JSAL517, JSAL517. I am on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Commandment six. Thou shalt not search my pockets at night or annoy me with your ear saints. Commandment seven. Thou shalt not shout my name in the streets if I'm walking with another woman. But wait intelligently until I come home when we both can have it out decently. Well, why don't you learn something about film? <laughs> I did not. Do you even know film, Kyle? <laughs> Eight. Thou shalt not drink nor smoke or use profane language for those bad habits I will not stand for. Nine. Thou shalt not commit adultery for the world will not hold me guilty if I commit murder. Ten. Thou shalt not covet my neighbor's dress nor her shoes or her peru nor her bed nor her hat nor anything that's hers. Never shall thou call my attention to anything that may be for sale in any stores, for I will not give thee anything but what you actually need for your purpose. Those are the Ten Commandments of Man given to woman by me, Prince Buster. 